Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the I'm So Tired podcast. The podcast where we are so incredibly tired and we try to fight our depression by talking about random pop culture bullshit online for our entertainment and your own entertainment. So let's have some fun, guys. Islam, how are you doing, my friend? I'm so tired. I'm so and this tired. is where I start talking and cut off yeah, Islam and not let him say how he's actually doing. Uh, but it's this like... week I'm going to let him. How are you doing? My favorite thing, if we go back to the very first episode, you're like, Islam, how are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. Anyways, we were today, we're going to do the podcast. Like, why did he ask me if he wasn't interested? Oh, no, I'm, I'm legit. Like, I had I'm a just a bad dinner. host. It's not so, even that I'm not interested. I'm just a bad host. Yeah. Well, I had like a big dinner, so I'm like super tired. Dude, I, I had two hamburgers. Mm. Um. My mum made hamburgers and she made all sorts of, of bits and pieces that you could put into them. And so I had two of them and a bunch of fries. So, yes. Yeah. Oh, that sounds um, so good. Yeah, it, it was great. It was great. So um, what are we talking about today? Today, we are, as usual, going through the Night City reports. Night City reports. coming back this week. And we're also uh, having Islam's full, I guess, full review of Disco Elysium because he's actually beaten the game, right? Yeah, I've beaten it. Uh... Yeah, fantastic. That's the review. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get into it like a little bit. Uh, yeah. We've already talked about this game, but we'll talk about it again. Um, and also, like the main part of the show will be us reviewing uh, the final episode of, of, I guess, Captain America and the Winter Soldier now, and which is a way better title. We, we were talking about this yeah. uh, before the actual podcast started, but uh, whatever. And the final episode and the show overall and our thoughts on that. So... Um, Let's start with Disco Elysium, I guess. Uh, you beat the game. Uh, tell us about it. Okay, well, tell me. So Disco Elysium, I talked about it a bit two weeks ago, but now that I've beaten it, I'll just go through like the motions real quick. It's a computer RPG, like a CRPG as they're known. You can also play it on PlayStation. Um, the game you play as... very dismissively. <laughs> no, you, you should. Like, okay, so regarding that, let, let's go through that first. So after we did our episode and you were like, oh, I'm actually afraid of playing it on console, a uh, friend of the show, Maunus, aka Swagnus, mm -hmm. aka Swaggy sometimes, he's known as, I guess, on stream, talked about how yeah. uh, he beat the entire game on PlayStation. He said he had no issues with it at all. So he was like, hey, if you don't have a PC... And to you people out there and you're still interested he's like yeah go for the playstation version he played on a ps5 so he played with the dual sense and all that and he said yeah. no issues so yeah keep that in mind everyone good no good. um yeah disco elysium uh, for me it, yeah it's a, it's an rpg but instead of fighting and building up like uh, fighting prowess you build up stats that are could say through social things so you have uh, four different, or was it five? Yeah, you have your physique, you have your psyche, you have your intellect, and you have your motorics. So basically, you could be like super agile and cool, or you could be like a smart person, or you could be like a super emotional person, like that's like the psyche one, or you can be a physical person, like very strong. Yeah. Now each of these, I've tried like, and each of these stats correspond with like a bunch of different uh, things that you can do and different parts of your character's memory. So your character is, uh, a, is a detective and slight spoilers for the opening, but not, yeah, mm. I guess like it's part of the game, but you, you're an amnesiac detective who has to solve a murder. You have yeah, I mean, that's the premise. So that's the premise. You have spoilers. no idea who you are. Uh, no idea at all. 
who you are, why you're here. You don't even know you're a cop. <laughs> like it's to that degree, you have no idea what's going on. And that's which, how the... which makes sense for a for an RPG because you're building up the character as you go. Which makes sense for an RPG, but the kicker is depending on which. Uh... Sorry, the lighting is annoying me right now. Still, this one instead. So depending on which like stats you you choose, your character's inner monologue while you go through the movie motions change. So, for example, if you're playing a thinker type of character, you'll have like a lot of fun facts pop up because you're smart. So mm. that's kind of like how to do it. Uh, that now the game itself, however, it ways it gets interesting because the whole game is conversation based. Like you go around, you interview the perps, trying to figure out oh who did this and what did what, and at the same time you get like a bunch of side quests. Now there were that for me, that's where the game actually really showed me how cool it is because the side quests kind of connect with each other but the game is not explicit of it but sometimes you can be like oh i did the side quest and i met these two characters and then hours later you will be talking to someone else and then you will get like bonuses to your conversation because you have information from the other side quest yeah yeah so the, the whole thing is you never feel like you're wasting your time doing stuff because some games where they do side quests it's just like oh it's padding it feels like padding yeah. sometimes not here Every single side quest has its own story, and the stories are pretty cool actually, and how they like relate to the character. Now, it took me thirty hours to beat the game, mm, which is and, you know for for a CRPG isn't that long. It's almost short for a CRPG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, th- thirty hours, and I played as a thinker uh, type character, mm-hmm. so he's like very smart, and just an example of his smarts, right? At one point in the game, so this is like. Not even, eh, slight spoiler, but not really. So at one point, some characters were talking about mics, like microphones. And the thing about your character is sometimes he even forgets like basic concepts. <laughs> so Mike, and then the game does this thing where it just rolls things in the background for you. And one of the things that it rolls is, uh, it rolls a, what's it called? Uh, it rolled like an encyclopedia thing and my character and his inner encyclopedia thought was like you know of a boxer named mike uh, champion or something like that and then one of the, and then my character is like okay can you help me maybe figure out who i am maybe maybe you where i come from it's like no but you know of this boxer now and now you have this information <laughs> cool. that is absolutely uh, useless and the game lastly the game probably one of the funniest games i've ever like i've been laughing i was while just playing. about to ask because yeah. i know the game's funny and i wanted to know how, how the comedy is yeah it's hilarious and it's extremely well written like i'm i was so surprised at how well written it was so well written from, like from the start to end, there was not a point where i was feeling like oh this was bad or, oh this was weird no everything just fits together nicely it's mm. like it's written for this game and honestly, the worst part of this game is I'm actually afraid it's going to ruin other RPGs for me. Because you know kind of like how we talk about from software games, like they're so tight in their mechanics that they sometimes ruin other games. Like yeah. Sekiro has ruined every single sword fighting game out there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, it's so tight. Yeah. This did the same thing just with uh, conversations. Like I don't want to converse in any other way in like how this game does it going forward. Like I want more developers to look at this and say, make talking part of the game make talking part of the 
like uh, part of the challenge of overcoming whatever it is you're doing because mm-hmm. talking just moves the plot along but here talk is part of the show it's part of what makes yeah. the game good and so, i yeah. think yeah i sorry. think it's fair to say that a lot of games have kind of struggled to to tell their stories without just just having like cinematics that are just that you just watch and they're just you know it's not necessarily just exposition but the player isn't actually actively part of that exposition and that story so you're not experiencing the story in in the shoes of your character you're you're kind of watching it as if it was a movie and then it goes back to gameplay and then you're the character again and some games and some games that's okay like not all games have to be like uh i always make fun of the uncharted series because i don't like it but yeah you don't play that for the role you play it because you want the spectacle and it it, it isn't for me but if you enjoy it like more power Mm -hmm. to you i don't want this kind of conversation system in uncharted that would be super out of place no that'd be very weird but but games that really push the whole narrative with choice your choices matter and choices and choices Mm. this is how you do choice in video game because i felt like every single step i took the dude the game commented on the fact that i kept running while playing like yeah you can walk around the game commented on it was like oh yeah i noticed like for a guy your age you 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 really do like running a lot i can barely keep up it's like really to that degree it it's like it really looks into whatever you're doing that's what i would call some kojima bullshit it has some Kojima bullshit sometimes, but even like sometimes even. But in a good way, extreme. I mean. Yeah, in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. We love Kojima here, and I'm so tired. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember, remember when when um, Psychomantis tells you, "Oh, so you like saving a lot, don't you? Because you use the save option oh, a lot perfect. if you got to him." Oh, yeah, I that's like the kind save. of thing that gets me. I, so I think yeah, it just. Like this game feels like it, it it could do a lot of fun stuff like that as I well. I think this game is also a great entry point if you've never played CRPGs because it's not mm. difficult. That's the thing. The only thing that was difficult for me was big... so I died a lot, but it, because I couldn't figure out how to heal because uh, you just have to click the button, but I couldn't figure it out. So on consoles, you just press a button, so that's easy. But no, you have to click yeah. a button uh, on mouse and keyboard. So I couldn't figure out how to heal. So sometimes I would like I was like very afraid in some conversations because you have two health bars technically. You have your health and your morale. So depending on what right. people do, health or morale goes down. So morale goes down if people are like yeah you're a bad cop then you lose morale. <laughs> it's like something as simple. So you, as, yeah, so you basically die of depression. Uh, I won't spoil what happens, but kinda yeah you lose the mm-hmm. game uh, if you do it that way. On the other hand. Getting damaged also. Like, you can, if, for example, my character was pretty weak physically, so he didn't have a lot of health, which was hilarious because you can die in the game in the first two minutes. Like, legitimately, you could just die in the first two minutes if you uh, examine one thing and fuck it up, it could kill you. And it's so funny to me how quickly you could die and be like, oh, you got a heart attack. Sorry. I <laughs> and then the game ends and you're like okay i guess that was disco elysium but honestly it for, for me it's it's a game that i would recommend to anybody like remotely interested in rpgs because mm. again it's simple it's not difficult the game helps you and the story is great the characters are great the writing fantastic like i have nothing negative to say i usually able to nitp- you know i'm a nitpicker i, I like to nitpick stuff 
I'm trying to find something to nitpick right now. Um, okay, sometimes when you walk around, you it's kind of difficult to see like what's up and down because of the perspective. So sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, oh, why can't I get up there? And then you realize, oh shit, that's uh, that's right. on a roof or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that that's my nitpick. Like sometimes it can be difficult to see where you're going. Uh, other than that, whatever that that kind of comes with the genre though. That kind of comes so, with the genre yeah. exactly. No, for real, this 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 game, uh, I'm gonna be thinking about it for a while. I actually think I'm gonna replay it at some point and try right. one of the different paths, like try a different kind of character. Yeah, I guess that the reason why it's so you know, in brackets, short for its genre, it's is probably that there are so many different options of what you can do mm. that it, if it was longer, the developers would have to like if it was twice as long, they would have had to write six times as much. Yeah, so maybe. There's just a limit to how much you can do with exactly. that many choices. Because it has like a bunch of voice line and everything in this version. Because so I played the final cut version, which came yeah. out uh, this in, year. This year, yeah. And I think that it was, version, I don't know, February or something. March, I believe. Right. And the end of March. And this version has like yeah, full voice acting. Whereas the original did not have full voice acting, so the voice mm. everything. And there are so many lines, dude. So many lines in this game, and. I've heard there's like a like maybe I'm wrong, but may, that there was like full books being read uh, in the game or something. Uh, I mean, there are books being read, but not like full books being read in game. But I believe they said that uh, it was more words than the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Whoa! <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! It's insane how much dialogue this is and how different it is. And. Mm. To the voice acting's credit as well. Like one thing the game also does that's pretty cool. It's like it actually tackles a lot of things like uh, social injustice, a class mm-hmm. struggle, racism. But a cool thing it does it it takes place in a fantasy universe. It's not our world. Like you're in a country called uh, Rivershall. Mm. Was that a city? I forgot. You're in Rivershall. <laughs> yeah, and that's where like the story takes place. Yeah, Rivershall is the city, not uh, not a country. The Islam, you idiot. And it takes place mm-hmm. there, and your characters like. There's some characters like from some place called Jamrock, and you hear about all these different places. Welcome uh, to Jamrock. <laughs> and that's like a cool, a cool thing because, like, even the police officers and all of that, like, it's not based on reality. So when mm-hmm. they talk about like different race struggles and what, it's not based on real life. So it comes off as like an interesting way of looking at it without like pointing fingers at like uh, specific right. races of people. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's different, yeah, and it works. Like it's not supposed to work, I guess, but it does work. Like I was so surprised how well it worked, and how well it actually like could tangle with these super mature themes. Like there were multiple points in the game where I was like, like I, I gasped multiple times when like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this or they're talking about this, and it just handles it in a way that's respectful. Uh, to a degree, like if you want to, you can play as a racist. Like you can be right, racist yeah. in the game, like uh, super racist. Uh, but you don't have to. Like the game gives you a choice, and depending on your character, what you want to be and who you want to be. Uh, so yeah, uh, all in all, this Coliseum. Uh, again, if you're interested, buy it. Uh, and if you're not, I don't know. Watch a stream or play it, or watch uh, watch a let's play if you feel like it's too intimidating. But it shouldn't be too intimidating. Uh, like it's not like Baldur's Gate three. Whereas Baldur's Gate three, I would be like, hmm, are you interested in playing? 
this yeah. sort of game that is for you, but it's like difficult. No, this one's mm -hmm. I won't call it easy, but it's like it's a game that's accessible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's mostly conversation based. I mean. It's mostly conversation based, and even when it, like even the combat, whatever it is, combat, and I'm using air mm -hmm. quotes, uh, is in uh, like it's in the conversation menu how you react to what right. you want to do. So yeah. So you get you get into it. Also, I want to highlight this one Steam review I read for the game, uh, which is hey. uh, uh, so what is which was I took meth and I punched the kid ten out of ten. <laughs> Which is yeah. If you want, you can do meth and go punch a kid if you want to. Which that, is great. Yeah. Like that's all you need to know. Like that's how. That's. It, I mean, it it, if that doesn't sell you on the game, I don't know what will. I don't know. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm actually looking forward to this. I uh, my new computer can actually run it. So I think, uh, even though Magnus is saying it runs well on PlayStation and controls well, I still think it's probably still better on a, on a mouse. Yeah, right? I, tr I tried a bit with my controller just mm. to like for your sake and tested and i was like yeah nope put it down and pick uh, up yeah. the, the mouse <laughs> right back at it again because it's like it's nice to just like move the mouse around while you play because mm. the way it works is like uh, right mouse click highlights stuff so mm -hmm. it highlights what you can interact with and left is interact so yeah, it's basically a two-button game you don't read you, you can move around with wast if you want to uh, I, I mean use, yeah but i wouldn't and, and use left shift, Hugo. Left shift, you can use it to run as well. So the left shift is the one where, where your pingy lands. When you, yeah, uh -huh. that, that's left shift. Yeah, yeah. I, I know where it is now. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> it's right above CTRL. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's the one that says block fner on my keyboard. <laughs> it says what? It says block fner. What's block left shift? I have no idea. Block function, I guess. Block function. Okay, you can yep. send me a picture after this. Show. I'm, I'm going to send you a picture afterwards. Um, so yeah, that was Disco Elysium. Uh, looking yeah. forward to playing it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to get into this eventually. Once I've finished the game that I'm playing, which is Cyberpunk 2077. So this is, uh, I guess, episode two, three of the Night City Report, if you want to call it that. In Shadow um, 1.2. <laughs> In Shadow 1.2, which is now at 1.21, and it's interesting because uh, the like 1.2 was supposed to be oh this is the giant patch that actually kind of fixes the game, and it was 45 40, 45 gigabytes, and then like a week later there was a 1.21 patch which was 25 gigabytes. Jesus so Christ. yeah, it's it's occupying half the hard drive on my PlayStation. Do you think this lie. game will ever be finished? Uh, I do, but. It's it's gonna be at the end of the year. I think it's gonna be when whenever the the actual next gen version comes out <laughs> will be when the game is you know quote unquote com complete. Although I think there's some issues with the game that are just at this point they're there and they're not gonna be completely fixed. Actually, uh, uh, I read like they were talking about uh, the financial earnings and such of Cyberpunk, so it didn't sell much in quarter one for obvious reasons. Right. Um, yeah, but at, at launch it sold like. Yeah, seven million thing. copies it or has whatever. Sold so. Thirteen million Jesus. copies, and yeah. they only refunded thirty thousand of those copies. Got refunded, and apparently the way they're working at it now is, I think it was forty percent. Oh, thanks, Joe. Joe came with tea. Thanks, babe. 
40 percent so 40 percent is working on uh, fixing bugs going forward mm-hmm. and 60 percent is working on uh, dlc dlc which is going to be free dlc in the beginning yep. and then it's going to move over to yeah the like mm-hmm. expansion passes yeah uh, i yeah so i hope they kind of find a good base because like and we've talked about this a bit, but you and I are like the only two people in our friend circle that actually like this game. <laughs> yeah, uh, to get into it, I yeah, I think it took me a while to really get into the game because I I don't know I at first I had been playing a lot of games, so I was a little burned out, and then I had some a lot of university work uh, piling on at the same time, so I just didn't have a lot of time to play it. But these past like three or four days, I've played more of the game, and I think I've, I've I think I've played a total of like six or seven hours at this point and i'm i'm really into it like i don't i the, i can see the issues like yeah i'm i'm encountering a few bugs um the game hasn't crashed on me but it has frozen once um and also i it, we're gonna get into the gameplay i think there's some some things in the gameplay that I don't don't i don't think work as well as they should but that being said um for me the the setting is just amazing uh just driving around the city is is i don't know it, it's a joy for me i think all the music has so much character to it um even the even the music that you don't like it's like yeah but it fits this world there's a reason why it's there um i think the aesthetic is so strong and and despite the fact that you know it, it's not even in its best version because like on playstation 5 it is at 60 and, and it's pretty rock solid until you get into some combat encounter some combat encounters sometimes it, there are some dips, but it's not. It's nothing terrible. It's it's always playable, um, and the resolution is, I think, upscaled to it's whatever. I think I read an article that it was something above one eighty p. It's not mm. that high res, but it looks great. Like the atmosphere and the design is so good that it it makes up for some of the technical shortcomings. Um, and also I. I know. I think the game story-wise has gotten a lot of criticism um, of how it's written, um, but I because a lot of people say, "Oh, the dialogue is is super edgy and and constantly over the top." But I I agree. Like it's true that it's edgy and over the top, but it, to me, it completely fits the the vibe and the style of the world that they're creating. Um, it 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 is an over the top kind of setting so the people who are having to live through these rough streets are very over the top and i you know um gta has over the top dialogue and edgy dialogue but it fits that world that they create for that game and and that doesn't get criticism for it i i think it's pretty much the same for this one um so what did i actually do in the game i uh, got through the whole, basically the fo- the whole intro section, which is like five hour intro, but it's still kind of an intro section. Um, it's really good though. Um, it, the, basically, the section is where you have to plan this big heist that you were hired for uh, by this uh, fixer called Dexter Deshawn. What a cool this name! Big. He, this... He's a he's a cool character. Yeah. He's like this huge black guy with with like golden sunglasses, and one of his arms is just a, a golden bionic arm. It's so amazing. Cool. Like the design is so cool. I'm such a um, sucker for this kind of stuff. Honestly, yeah, like, oh, I, lo- I love so this cool. sort of crap. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and he basically hires you uh, as V. Who uh, I chose the corpo um thing path. 
uh, life path or whatever mm. it's called. And he hires you and Jackie, who's your friend, to basically pull off this giant heist, steal this weird chip, uh, biochip, they call it. And, and you're never very clear on what is on the chip. I mean, if you've seen the trailers, you, you can probably expect what it is, but your character doesn't know. So that's, that's you know, the point of view from which you're playing. Um so all my playtime, I've, I've focused on the main story because I wanted the main story to actually get going a little bit before I really looked into the side quests and other things in the game. Uh, the only side quest I tried doing is one of the, the the one where you have to box people, and I got my ass handed to me. Oh, man. By, you the, get, by the twins yeah, that aren't By twins? the twins. They destroyed me. Like You have to get used to the combat. And also, I found out, for some reason, I had started the game on hard. Oh. I'm not sure why. It's I just I just I was like I I'm taking so much damage. Something is weird here. Oh, like this sweet. game is not supposed to be this hard. And I yeah I bumped it down to normal because this is how I play first person games. So whatever that was my mistake. But so yeah so I met Judy and and Evelyn Parker uh, who are really cool characters and and I did my first um, cyber dance as they call it, which is essentially oh, brain uh, dance. You mean brain dance? Yeah. Which is where you go to go into cyberspace and experience somebody else's memory, and you can kind of analyze the inside of this memory and, and look for clues. And it's really cool. It's kind of like a detective mode, but it's it's framed uh, on this idea that you put the, this this cyber deck on your head and you go into this brain dance where you just experience somebody else's memory. Um, who had, of course, they they also had a device and recorded this, which is. Funnily enough, this is uh, pretty much the plot of the movie uh, Strange Days. Uh, so if you know Strange Days, that, that's the movie. It, all, it even looks the same, the thing is that you point your heads. So oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's a, it's a cyberpunk movie from the 90s. Good movie. Mm. Um, so yeah, I met Evelyn, I met Judy. Um, I found it really interesting, all the build-up to the heist where you kind of have to decide whose side you're on, whether you want to kind of betray Dex, whether you want to uh use the what she called the corpo lady to because i chose the corpo side so i met this corpo lady who kind of gives you money to go buy this robot that you're going to need for the heist but you don't have to use her money you can choose not to uh the money that she gives you is in a chip that has a virus you can choose to remove the virus which is what i did and use her money and then she it like it i'm not sure whether the game actually has that much choice in it as we were talking about disco elysium uh, we'll see as we go along but i think within uh, a narrative that is pretty set for what it is the small choices do make a little bit of difference because the encounter with the maelstrom at the beginning did feel like if i hadn't removed this virus these guys would have all gotten mad at me and i've ha- and i would have had to fight them or something so that part you just described is is actually a very interesting part because that's actually one of the few places where there are different paths you can take and they're yeah. not like set in stone as you said because mm-hmm. my first playthrough I didn't even know you could remove the virus yeah but so I just went in I gave them the money I was like fuck I didn't know there was a virus on it even and then they uh, they got hacked and then yeah the maelstrom gang got angry at me so that's actually one way you do it another way is like uh, when when the dude, the maelstrom ganger is like, uh, sit down on the couch. 
because you can sit and you're like, Jackie, sit down. You can choose yeah. to not sit down and just stand yeah. and wait and wait and wait. And at one point, he's going to be like, you know what? Fuck this. And he's going to start shooting at you. So there's another path you could take. And it's one of the few moments in the game where it actually does this brushing path thing. And it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind it like circling back to the main plot. Like, I, yeah. I feel like a lot of people forget when, when we talk about choices in game. Like, you cannot expect the story to fundamentally change yeah. do a 180 mm-hmm. like it's still like gonna be a story but it's just gonna be your choices impact the story and this is like one of the parts where i think it does it well so mm-hmm. originally though you have it you remember the e3 demo like the original gameplay demo? i i really didn't really look at those i would just look oh this looks amazing i don't want to actually see anything and i just kind you of should go it. back and watch it because it's that specific but I, did see, I, it's I, that I do mission. remember that you could do that or that whole section like completely stealth or something like that in the E3 demo or something like that. In the E3 demo, the way they went about it was, okay, you're going to meet, what's her name? The the lady from the company. The corporation, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember her name. She gets arrested in my playthrough, so he's gone. Yeah, she didn't in mine. Uh, yeah, interesting. And, then, and then she was so happy that it used the virus and i talked to her and suddenly we had sex and then like i didn't accept it i just talked to her and then it was a sex scene i was like ah remove it. This is <laughs> okay this is for. happening i guess this is happening i guess no but um i think they do in that version though like uh, the original e freedom mm-hmm. was the at one point during the conversation and that's in both the e freedom and uh, the full game uh, the bodyguard is like are you alone and then you can choose to lie and say that you aren't, yep. and he's gonna do the lie detector thing. It doesn't like really make sense because in the original one, you were also supposed to like correspond with Jackie and be like, Jackie, join me and hide out, yep. or Jackie, leave, I'll do it on my own. So but it seems like they had like a bunch of different like more you stuff. Do that? Are you sure no. you can't do that? You cannot. Cause, I played cause you can through... choose. Because you can't choose to go talk to Jackie before you go to the Yes, lady. but it doesn't change. You cannot tell oh. Jackie to come with you or leave. Because Jackie's right. going to be like, oh, hey, pa- uh, hey, padre, whatever. I don't know. I, don't, I can't yeah. do a stereotypical Mexican. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a female V, so he yeah. calls me Chica. Oh, yeah, Chica. <laughs> yeah. I like Jackie. I, look, hey, I'm going to say this. Um, yeah. Jackie in the e- E3 <sighs> demos and trailers, I was like, oh, my God god this guy is gonna be so annoying because they only show the really really brash edgy side of him but i actually like okay spoilers for i guess for the end of the uh heist that you pull um it all goes to shit uh you're supposed to basically steal this chip from this uh the son of the leader of this giant uh world worldwide corporation the arasaka cool corporation sequence, by the way what a cool sequence such a cool sequence yeah where you're hiding amazing yeah. and but the son uh it, it all goes to shit because the father then shows up and and the son kills his father and the whole corporation goes in it becomes a mess and then you have to like jump out of a window and into a roof and and hide and jackie gets shot and eventually he dies um and i found found myself even after only like five hours of play being really attached to that character and and feeling really bad that he was gone like i was thinking oh we're gonna be working together and be buddies for the rest of the game and it turns out no he's just dead um and there was an after he died there was an another um cool choice that you have to make um you're in the cab uh 
basically you got back to Dexter Deshawn to to give him the chip essentially because you finished the job even though it was quite quite it, it went quite badly um and you can choose whether to make because the, the cab is controlled by an AI uh, which is fun um oh, yeah, yeah. and you can choose to make the the cab uh bring Jaggy either to his family to Misty who's uh the girlfriend or you can just say uh Wait a minute. Um, keep him here. I'll. I'll. I'm gonna go to speak to Dexter and then come back and I'll decide what to do with Jackie's body then. Uh, but then it turns out when you go speak to Dex- Dexter, Dexter betrays you and shoots you in the head. That's the last scene I've seen with V. So I, obviously she isn't dead. Um, but so you're never gonna get to go back to Jackie and 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 do and choose what to do with his remains. I guess uh, I'm not sure. Maybe you will. But yeah. that's that was another small choice that I found fun in the moment. I, I don't know yeah. how different the game is actually if you make a different choice, but in the moment that you're making it, it feels like cool that you're getting to choose that. I know what happens to the body because I remember yeah. looking this up. Like Depending on the choice, the body ends up wherever you do. Yeah. But I know that doing it like this, at least, uh, like if you chose, for example, that was when I said like, oh, you're going to miss the offrenda scene. And if you send mm-hmm. him to the family, you're going to have this like one of like my favorite scenes of the game, which is like them mourning Jackie. And then you like you meet Jackie's mom yeah. again. Like you see her in the opening uh, thing. Jackie's yeah, mom there's a there's like a montage. A yeah. montage. That's the word I was looking for. Thanks. Montage. And they're doing the opening montage. <clears throat> And you meet her, then you meet her again, and they, they talk. And it's actually, like, a nice scene, because, like, whenever this game has heart, it has heart, and this is one of those yeah. moments. But, yeah, you're not going to experience that moment, so. Yeah, and that's, that's the family a shame, yeah. but I think, like, in the moment, it made sense for me to do that, because I was yeah. like, look, I, I'm going to decide later. There's, it, I'm, I don't know what to do with this body now. I'm just going to go finish this job, and then we'll we'll figure it out later. But, you know, it turns out you get betrayed and shot. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. And I thought I, it felt cool in the moment to make that choice. Because, like, as soon as he shot me in the head, I obviously I knew my character wasn't dead. But my first thought was that was like, oh, shit, I'm never like Jackie's in the car. I'm never I, I wanted to, to do something with his remains, I guess. So I missed that opportunity. Um, and then the game, of course, cuts to 2023 and you get the first flashback sequence which mm. i didn't i actually didn't play it i was like what i was like what the fuck is happening and then i heard keanu's voice who, who i obviously recognize because i i yeah big matrix fan you know you know me um i hear keanu's voice and i completely i recognize him in a second and i was like fine i'm, I'm gonna stop playing now because i i only had 10 minutes to play because yeah. i had to go pick up my brother from school and i was like no i want to experience this and enjoy it yeah, the, the next part like, is, is cool. like the next part specifically specifically does also when it message you i was like the music in the next part is oh uh, yeah legitimately like the original soundtrack uh, like the score mm. of this game yeah so freaking it's like so it's good. the same it's like so scene good. that did the witcher 3 score which is also mm-hmm. amazing completely and different like, by the way yeah completely different but the next part like if you listen you can imagine it being in like like a, you can imagine, like almost like a cyber cyber future version of uh, some of the Witcher yeah. music. Like it's so good. I'm uh, excited. The, the music's been great so far. And also, um, here's the part because after this point, like you know, after the heist, the game opens up, so you have the entire yeah. map to explore. Again, I've said this a million times before, and this is for everyone. 
the game throws so much side content at you and some of that some of it sadly is that like padding type cycle yeah. but just like there to fill up some space and this is and it's ah mm-hmm. uh, it's so it it bugs me so much that they filled the game with so much of this shit because right next to it some of the some of the stuff is actually good mm. but you have to like and you don't you never know if you're gonna get one of the good ones because one of the, some of them actually flesh out the world in a cool way because i know you've probably missed some like this the one with the father and the son and the brain dance thingy and the gang and it's like oh this is cool or yeah or oh, oh then there's the one with the I, i'm not even gonna say it but i know like that one that one specific side mission thing about i remember it was so cool i remember texting jackson and i was yeah. like dude have you because he was playing the game as well and jackson liked it like he, he will pretend he didn't like it he was like fuck i really like this game <laughs> and i remember and he played it on stadia so i think also that like made it more enjoyable oh, for him because yeah. he didn't have like a buggy experience mm. but i texted him i was like dude have you done the message with the, the thing and such and he was like oh yeah that's so content i guess that's what the kids say nowadays content <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i was like yeah this is content you know i just <laughs> jump in I, i like to learn new slang i was like yeah this is content it's like it's one of those moments like a lot of games have like side quests that are forgettable and this one has a bunch that are forgettable yeah really a bunch that are forgettable but but it also ev- has some really good ones every once in a while like the one thing about my sneak sub on you in a way and just wow it's just like one big wow i can't believe this mm. game did this um right. so yeah i really hope you get to experience that specific one i yeah i i looked up and apparently the m- most of the side quests you can't miss like you 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 can actually find them so i i'm going to play like i'm going to mess around with some side quests and see what kind i like what kind i don't like and and we'll see mm. how it goes but i'm enjoying like just being in the world so much that even like even a a less good side quest i i will probably like playing through um so I've talked to, I've talked to all about story and setting and then dialogue and stuff. Oh, let's talk gameplay, is, yeah. The gameplay <clears throat> is uh I think the gameplay is where I have a few more problems with the game, although I think it's good. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's like a disaster. I think it, it's mostly pretty good. Um I think it it needed a little bit more time in the oven to be fleshed out. I think a few of the mechanics are a bit Ah, like I, for me personally, I the game told me, oh, you can play as a stealth character, and I was like, I'm going to play as a stealth character, and I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be doing stealth and hacking for most of the game. That's what I like. I'm gonna focus on on light weapons, so uh, I'm probably gonna get a silenced weapon as soon as I can, uh, that kind of stuff. But like the stealth, I think is pretty fun until you're doing it. Uh, I think doing hacks while you're stealthing or like doing the ping thing where you see a camera and you use it to ping and it tells you where all the enemies and all the other cameras are. That That's all stuff that I really enjoy. Um, but I don't understand, like this game does what uh, stealth games did in, in 10 years ago, which is whenever you get spotted by one character, everybody else knows where you are and it's very difficult to get back into stealth. You, like you have to kind of leave the area and come back. Which I yes. I've found to be a bit annoying. I don't know if I can unlock some some hacks or some some weird perks or something that allow me to go back into stealth later. Uh, but for me I personally, one thing to play as a stealth character. What? Sorry, I can't remember. 
yeah, but whatever. Regardless, like for me as a stealth character, it, it did feel a bit annoying because you are forced into combat at that point. Like I, there was no way to get through. For example, in in when I was leaving for the heist uh, from the the hotel that you're in, uh, I got caught and I was stuck in combat. I could not. There was no way for me to just go back into stealth, and that felt a little bit annoying. Um, and I also think the combat overall is is probably the weakest part of the gameplay I, like the shooting's fine the guns feel okay but it's never a highlight it, it it's i think it's serviceable it's kind of it's kind of like that that kind of seven out of ten combat that i guess you can expect from what is more of an rpg but because it looks so much like a shooter and and the controls are so shooter like you you're kind of expecting some better feedback from the guns you're kind of expecting even just like it, if I have if I hit a guy on the head, I I my my instinct is he should be dead, and you keep giving him headshots, and it says critical hit, critical hit, and I keep and he's alive. Um, that being said, again, I was on hard by mistake, so I bumped it down to normal, and on normal, it it feels better to be honest. Like on hard, the enemies are really bullet spongy. Um, this game should not have been a third person, uh, first person shooter. Uh... Yeah. This game should have been third person first and foremost, and yeah. it should have used the fact that it's it's so funny to me because like the original Cyberpunk twenty twenty game is a pen and paper RPG. Yeah, why did they think, hey, let's make it a first person shooter? Because yeah. I felt like one th- like CD Projekt. Okay, let me try and <laughs> collect my thoughts. Which of mm. three? A lot of people like are like, ah, oh, the combat in Witcher three is so bad. Um, I feel like those people haven't really looked into what the combat actually is mm-hmm. uh, in that game. Because for me, like the, I loved fighting in that game. Because it was like mm-hmm. a dance. like You're dodging, you're swinging your sword around, and you're using all that extra stuff you get with it. Like yep. You're planning ahead. Especially like Witcher 3 on Death March is so much fun. Like on the highest difficulty. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Because like every single fight is like, oh, I have to do this. And now I'm going to go... Um, uh, I have to fight this troll and no trolls are weak to this sign and no they're yeah. weak to this oil and they're weak to this and you do the whole preparation thing you go in and it's like for me it was like kind of the thing with you you were talking about uh, during the post show of the last ounce of time with you enjoying the thing with Red Dead with oh I'm gonna grab the gun from my mm-hmm. horse I'm gonna sit down and make the coffee that's me in Witcher 3 yeah. and I kind of wish that was here as well in yeah. Cyberpunk because for me at least I don't feel like I'm ever preparing I'm just like running in sneaking yeah. using my silence pistol and by the way that stealth is way easier once you get a silence weapon trust me oh, you can yeah. just you can just buy it like an extension and put it on and you yeah, can yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's better yeah yeah it's a mud but yeah for me making it first person just it's weird to me it's, I don't it's mind it being first person I just wish that it uh, it really allowed you to pick a playstyle um and and supported that playstyle a little more cuz like i the fact that you can't go back into stealth is and i keep talking about this but it it is kind of a big deal if you're into stealth games cuz like good stealth games have mechanics that allow you to hide again and then keep stealthing mm-hmm. like you're not forced to do combat but ever i feel like that's if you too don't want much to. point like you can tell they're not good at this like super real time action thing. That's yeah. more to my point yes. as to why didn't and they think... make it more RPG than action? And I think it's because they wanted to hit. 
that's you know that a joke large I have, demographic yeah you know that joke i've been having on twitter the last couple of days where i just say some gatekeeping is okay this is the kind of thing that i mean like you cannot please everyone and you should never yeah. try to please everyone because this mm. is what happens when you try to please everyone is like you get something that's half-baked because oh yeah we need to make sure that uh, that the people who don't like rpgs like it and the people who like rpgs are supposed to like it and the stealth players are gonna like it and the melee characters are gonna like it and when the system yeah. isn't built around this like you get a bunch of half-baked stuff but that like that being said i think the game feels pretty good to play it's just my my thing is each part of the gameplay each different option of the gameplay just seems like it needs a bit more fine-tuning yeah and i and i do think if the game had been delayed six or seven months it could have been <laughs> oh. uh, i know i, know. I don't think so I, I, do, was... I do i do i think like it, it's not that big of a difference to make the game allow you to be more of a stealth character for example there's some minor changes the game at its core is built like a shooter so some combat is going to be in there but it's like like I play this game and it looks and it feels like I'm playing Dishonored. But then as soon as I get caught, I realize, oh, this is not this is Dishonored not at all. Like, because that game, it does the similar thing that where you can really choose what you want to do. Like, you hmm. can play that game as a shooter. You can play that game as a melee combat game. You can play the game completely stealthily. You can kill everyone. You can kill no one. And this game feels like it wants to be that, but it doesn't really fully have a grasp of it. And and I think where you t when you talk about Witcher 3, um, I think what a lot of people say, oh, the combat isn't that great in this game, what they're referring to is the live action, like the, the real-time action part. It's like the actual, just the basic combat mechanics, dodge, attack, uh, light attack, strong attack, are quite simple. And if you don't play on a harder difficulty, I agree with you, I, I also played on a harder difficulty for Witcher 3, and it made the game so much better. If you play on a lower difficulty... You can just kind of get through the whole game by just dodge, attack, dodge, attack. And it, it, it does get a little uninteresting after a while. Um, and I th But that game, on the other hand, because it's more of an RPG, it really shines when you do put it on higher difficulty mm. and do use all the preparation. Mm. That, that's what makes the game very good and very interesting <laughs> combat-wise. But this game doesn't really have... Like, if I you agree. put it on hard, it's just like the, the, the enemies are more bullet-spongy. I agree. And it, I, it's I... like... 100% agree with like everything you're saying yeah. with that. Like, there's no disagreement to be found. And it, so that being said, uh, I'm really into this game. Like, I really, really enjoy it. I don't really care whether the gameplay is as perfect as it could be because I like the setting so much and I and I enjoy being in the world and I'm enjoying the characters and the story. So, yeah, you know, Did I, you get... I'm just. Like, I just feel like this game, you delay it a year, yeah. and it's a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. You don't delay it a year, and it's like, are they, they, I, I, think I, I think I can feel where in summer of 2020, the, the shareholders said, or the bosses in CD Projekt said, we, we're releasing the game in December. So do whatever you want to put out a product that, it, that kind of works. And I think that's where they cut all the corners and kind of yeah. made it more of a simple shooter and took out some of the you know some of the narrative choices and some of the RPG elements like but that being said again I think with the patches and once it runs good runs it once it runs well if you like the setting and if you like the characters you're going to enjoy it regardless fun facts um 
during the initial like whole PR thing, like mm. not way before the game release, they kept calling the game. Um, they kept calling the game uh, the RPG of a dark future, uh, the role playing yeah. game, the, and that's because like that's the original tagline of the original tabletop yeah. game. So it's like a reference as well. And up to release, as soon as they actually um, we were nearing release, they changed mm. that. It was actually the adventure action game yeah. of a dark future. Because yeah. it's barely an RPG. It's not. Let's like, be yeah, honest. It's like... barely an RPG. And that, to me, is... Ah, that's the biggest, like, it's... That sucks. The fact mm. that they had to change it up so much during the end. And you can tell, like, just like you said, they're cutting corners of left and oh, right. Oh, yes. To make the gameplay sure... specifically, there's so much. The gameplay like, specifically, Oh, this is... Yeah. This is, like... Even the upgrade mechanics and the perks and all that stuff, I can tell there's a lot of ideas in there. Actually, at the beginning, I found them a bit, a bit overwhelming, but once you actually look at the menus and stuff, it, it's it's not that complicated to just navigate the RPG mechanics. Yeah. And I can tell there's a lot of ideas in there, but I can also already tell that whatever I upgrade through that, it's, it's not going to make that big of a difference in my play style. And I think... Like the weapons that I have equipped and the the way that I choose to approach the game is what's going to make a difference. Like the, the RPG mechanics are going to change the game, but not as much as they. The could. perks are more uh, actually no, because the perks like some of them are actually like, do some very fun stuff, especially when you're over at right. uh, the hacking stuff, for example. Like you have one where oh, if I hack this person, there's a chance that the hacking will move over to the next person and then you can mm. suddenly do a multi-hack set yeah they yeah, do yeah. actually do some fun stuff that for me at least the problem is none of these abilities are like wow i, can, I finally got this ability you know yeah it's like it's passive skills mostly mm-hmm. which is why it feels like you're not actually progressing or doing something cool but the game yeah. actually does do a few cool things and i feel like for me especially when the gameplay becomes more if you want a big tip to make the gameplay more fun save mm-hmm. up for the double jump ability yeah, at the Ripper Dock. Save up for that ability. That ability alone changes the game. That and the slow motion dodge thing makes the game so much more fun. Uh, right. Because then suddenly you feel like this ooh, futuristic cyber ninja that is like jumping around. And then again, as you, I'm so glad you compared it to Dishonored because it's kind of like yeah. Dishonored light sometimes. But yeah. a very light, very like almost a yeah. bad version of Dishonored. Because Dishonored is. <laughs> yes. Dishonored, like Dishonored, just, Dishonored is just perfect. It's in, fucking just amazing. Gameplay-wise, it's, yeah. it's perfect. It's so it's, good. I mean, what it's trying to I'm do, so yeah. excited for Deathloop. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. But in this, like, ah, like it's almost it's, like the ideas, the ideas are there. That's what's most exactly. frustrating. The ideas are there. Mm-hmm. You can feel where they were, what they were going for, um, and where they didn't really have time to, to really complete it. But, yeah. Again, I'm having a good time. I think I'm going to continue to have a good time, and yeah, so that that's Cyberpunk, I guess. Um, the Night City Report. The Night City Report, episode three, four, whatever it is. I, I've, I've already lost count. We're at four, and I've lost count, so that's that's my state of mind. That's that's how tired I am. Um, that's a tired man. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, next up, we have, of course, our main topic for this week, which is um, our review of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Sorry, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, or Captain America and the Winter Soldier, as it's called in the end credits. 
of spoilers um, of the final episode. Uh, so yeah, I think we should start from the final episode and then kind of move into our overall review, uh, overall thoughts on on the show as a whole. Um, so yeah, how did you feel about um, the final episode? Do you think it was a satisfying conclusion? It was a better conclusion than WandaVision. And yes. what I mean by that is... Uh... I feel like the action was better. That being said, that doesn't mean the action was good. <laughs> yeah, that's Marvel for you. That's Marvel. <laughs> and there were like multiple times where I was thinking, is that mm. Fel- is that CGI Captain America flying around right now? Because yeah. at multiple points, it was like, that's a CGI character. That's not, yeah. that's not Anthony Mackie in the suit right now. It's nope. a CGI blob <laughs> flying around. And, and also it- just like, oh. it, there's so many like weird jump cutting and then close-ups so, and stuff so it's many like jump cutting it's just yeah. flying around all over the place i'm like what yep. and a few moments that work are actually when they pump up their brakes yep. and it's cap saving people mm-hmm. like uh, when he saved the dude from the helicopter and he felt that yeah, and put that up great. the shield and the wings as well it was, was like, so cool yeah. i was like oh this is cool or where he and even we scanned the lady in the helicopter. He's like, "Oh, I know you're. Uh, you, you can fly. Okay, count to five. And then he flies through and yeah. throws the guy and in he, the Hudson like, he River. He hacks her phone yeah. and tells her to put her nearby in yeah. so she, he can talk to her. Like that was yeah. cool. That was some cool, cool moments. But yeah. as soon as the fighting, like with the flag yeah, the smashers, and then the uh, fighting is whatever. John Walker is there, and then they're fighting. Yeah. Like, what is going on right no. now? It's just punching, punching, punching. And it's and always like, him. and it's always like either a parking lot or a random street or like a government building. Like there's not, they don't, they're not very creative with where they set their fights. So my favorite MCU character, Batroc, was in this episode as well. You know, the French right. guy that nobody the knows. The French ex- guy, yeah, yeah. That yeah. nobody knows except for me. And I'm always, I'm like, I'm so excited whenever he's on screen. And he was on screen this episode. I was like, ah, oh, it's Batroc. <laughs> you should, everyone, after you watch this episode, yeah. Go Google Batroc the Leaper and like watch how he looks in the comic and you'll understand why I'm so fascinated with this character. Because <laughs> he's like this stereotypical French person with a big mustache. Oh my god. In the comics. Batroc anyway. the Leaper. Yeah. Batroc the Leaper. So, but he's fighting Batroc in the fucking oh building, no. right? He's fighting him in yeah. the building. And I have no idea what was going on at that fight. And then suddenly he left and I was like, why is he leaving? What is going I felt yeah. like an old person watching someone play Fortnite because I was like, I have no yes. idea what is going on. There's and so then, much. Like, at one point, they're trying to kidnap the 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 leaders of the uh, what's what's it called, the GRC, the Global Repatriation yeah, yeah. Council, and then but then they're running in a corridor, and then there's a guy putting like a lock against like the vans yeah, I didn't but then they it. meet up again and then but Sharon kills one but he doesn't stop them all it's like I think the first 20 minutes of action is quite quite confusing and yeah it was, yeah. It was a bit much like it was a bit yeah. much and too much going on and we kind of both knew it going in didn't we like yes uh, yes I, I, that... I was it was just that feeling you know the guffy like oh we're gonna have the Marvel third act I was like yeah. and we went in it we're like I tried to be positive because I hell yeah because you know me specifically like I love these movies and shows so yeah. and now shows I guess so yeah. I love the MCU so much and even I'm like yeah this is bad 
yeah. The, I think, I don't know what it is, because, like, the show, this show specifically, has had good action mm. so far. Yeah. Not all of it, but Not most of it, of it has yeah. been pretty good. But for some reason, sorry, they can never figure out how to make a final fight that is interesting. Or, yeah. or rather... I think they feel like they have to have a lot of fighting. And I think this show could have ended with a few action sequences and have been fine. Yeah. Like we didn't need to have all this hand-to-hand combat. Like, first he's fighting against Bedrock, the Leaper, or whatever. Yes. And then he goes on the ground and he's <laughs> fighting against somebody else. And then Bucky's fighting. And then they're all just... They're just, all just doing karate, and it's kind of like, okay, we've seen this in a thousand films. Yeah. Like, can we move on to the story? Yeah, and I that, that's why we're here. Like, and the thing is, like, whenever they do some cool, f- I guess, Captain uh, Cap stuff. I guess he's Captain American. I have to get used to it. Yes, whenever they do we'll, cool, we'll talk about it. Whenever they do cool Cap stuff, it is actually cool. The yeah, problem is. is it's so far in between. Because whenever, yeah. like, for example, he was fighting Batok, and he did. Uh, yeah. Oh, wasn't Kali? I forgot. But he and, it was Kali, yeah. Yeah, and and he used the the fucking rockets or whatever that makes him fly mm. as to propel himself forward with the yeah. shells. Like, yes, this is how you're supposed to show this character fighting him using the tech because he he isn't a super soldier. But yeah, no. and in the beginning they're just teasing you because like he's fighting Batroc, uh, or whatever, and he's not using the wings. Yeah, he's just like, jumping around like and he's getting his ass kicked, and it's like isn't. Yeah, why are you not using the wing? Like, you can't fight this guy, but then later you can keep up with the super soldier yeah. because you're using the wings. Like, why and, don't you and, just use them all the time? it's so weird to me because <laughs> this was... Dude, you know what drove me insane? Yeah. This this was his big debut. Yeah. And he, he's getting <laughs> the first his... first thing ass, they have him do is And he's getting his room, ass kicked by a talk. He's getting his ass headed by a talk. That's not how you debut the new Captain America. And for me, that was like, oh... That's such a like. Just show him winning at this point. He had this dude has had his ass handed yeah. to him in so many movies. He's yeah. been ridiculed by every. He's the partner. He's and now he yeah. finally gets his. He's Captain America. He's the yeah. hero now. And then he gets his ass kicked by Batroc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the French guy, as, the French as guy. everyone uh, who's into Marvel movies knows him. Um, <laughs> but that being said. So I think that's the negative overall yeah. of, of the yeah. episode. Because like for me personally, I think story wise, uh mm. this is it was this was quite good. I, yeah. I thought it was a good worthy conclusion to a show that I, I really enjoy enjoyed uh overall. Um I liked his entrance. I liked some of the ways that they used the new Wakandan suit. Yeah. Uh it's really cool that he has um uh what what's it called? Vibranium wings now yeah. as well, which yeah. is amazing. Like because he's complementing the shields with the wings yeah um oh that was and all also, fun. the costume is good the exact yeah. one he's wearing in the comics like it's, yeah, it they looks the same did they even try to like mcu fire or whatever because you mm-hmm. could tell like they never do the like one to one this is what i was so surprised like this is one to one the suit he's wearing in the comics yeah. when he it looks, it looks good like yeah. it I like there it. are some some yeah. bits that are a little goofy, but like it's the like, ears, like, for example, a bit goofy. Yeah, that is but like, thing. It's, it's a it's a superhero. Yeah, exactly. It's a superhero costume. Like yeah. they're all goofy. Like don't give it's, me that. Yeah, it's oh, supposed I to be goofy. That's okay. I, I think Captain America's suit looks weird. He's dressed in the stars and stripes. Okay. Yeah, it's of course he looks weird. <laughs> Every superhero costume is goofy, and that's okay. Like that's yeah, part that's, of the charm. That's part of the charm. Point, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, you know me. I like colors. I like when the suits are colorful. Um, oh, then you love this suit, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was really cool. Um, so yeah, story-wise, uh, I thought the conclusion was satisfying. I really liked how they paid off uh, Sam's role in this. Um, the big speech that he gives at the end is it, it is a little little on the nose, but it was very good. I enjoyed it. Yes. It's on the nose, but that's that's what yeah. Captain America is like. Captain America it is, is exactly. on the nose. Yeah. It's it's those like Absolutely. big speeches that are supposed to inspire hope. But honestly, okay, now I'm gonna talk from like a personal uh, like point of view. Him mm. saying like, uh, "Oh, stop calling them terrorists!" Like you don't even try to understand why this is happening. Yeah, that hit me. That hit that me great. a lot because like a especially line, yeah. like uh, as a Palestinian Muslim, like I've been called terrorist. Like. This yeah. is, and it, like it's horrible. And when people like see the news and see all the things that are going on in the world, it's always like colored in these like uh, terms that he even talked about, like terrorist, thug. I forgot what the third term he used was, but he was talking about yeah, all these revolutionary or something. Revolutionary, it was, it, something. but he was talking about labels that we assign to people before we try to understand them. Basically. Yeah, and that's the thing that we never actually try to understand where all this hatred comes from, all all this violence, because. This virus that we see isn't like necessarily the answer. Like the show makes it a great point that Kali's going around it the wrong way. I've seen a lot yeah. of people be angry at how Kali got treated in the show. I feel like no, this was the natural progression of this person. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, that's because she's character. like yeah, an angry teenager that nobody is listening to, and she has power. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's gonna go up in the in the deep end by the end, and that's what she like. Even her followers don't necessarily agree with her. They're mm-hmm. like. Yeah, uh, I guess at word. this point we're this far in. We have to follow one uh, word. Uh, I'm alright. <laughs> it's like yeah, we're one people. Uh, and I feel like for me at least it works. Yeah, it, it works. So for me that speech, like cheesy as it is, Captain America is cheesy, and that's what I like about it. Like that's what I loved about Steve Rogers, and I feel like he yeah. he has his own kind of cheesy that works. Like he's not trying to be Steve. No, like yeah. you can tell. No, no, this is Sam Wilson speaking from his heart. Mm. So no, I. But he embodies that the idea of the character, regardless yeah. of whether he's Steve Rogers or not. What would he say? Oh, I'm, I, you know, I don't have blue eyes and yeah. and blonde I'm, hair. I'm a black I man in the stars and stripes. <laughs> yeah, and like when the lady says, "Oh, you don't understand," I'm a black man in America <laughs> wearing the stars and stripes. What don't I understand? <laughs> that's, that's a great I'm, line. Yeah, like, that's a great what, line. I know all the sides of this conversation, and yeah. you're just being condescending for no reason. Um. Another line in the speech that I thought was really good was when he said that, like, you call them terrorists, but what do you think they, like, to yeah. the soldiers with with uh, assault rifles who go to them and round them up and send them to another country that is not where, where they chose to live, what do you think they call them? Yeah. Like, you know, you're just seeing this in a completely one-sided way, and maybe the cheesy bit is, I don't know, I think... The cheesy. I like the speech. I like the speech being broadcast on TV. Um, I, the way the people in the GRC are portrayed, where they oh they're all they all have good intentions and one good speech will change their minds. That that is a bit cartoony. It's a bit. It is. But it it is Marvel though. To be yeah. fair, like it has to like it's it, comic books as well as a lot of kind of science fiction adventure young adult storytelling. If 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 that makes sense. Like, obviously, they're also for adults, but they they aim to 
uh, be able to encapsulate like mm. a broader uh, demographic. Yeah. Um, a lot of these stories are relatively simple moral stories. Yeah. They're, they're just trying to, and I think Stan Lee also spoke about this quite a lot when he was alive in his little uh, thingies that he Stan wrote at the end of the comics. Yeah. Soapbox, yeah. He, like, he said that like the stories that we're trying to tell are relatively simple. So, of course, things resolve in comic books in a way that they don't resolve in real life. But that doesn't mean that that resolution isn't meaningful within the mm. story. Because it's showing you how, in fact, in real life, it maybe it should be that simple. And I found that ending to be pretty great. I, I really, really enjoyed that element. To that thing. This reminds me of something you once told me because we were talking about uh, Star Wars at one point. And yeah. you told me that you hated the idea of the Great Jedi. And I asked you why. And you were like, yeah, because yeah, this story is for kids. And by implementing yeah. the Great Jedi, you're muddying the whole thing. You're kind of introducing the fact that, oh, you have to be a bit evil to do good. Well, yeah. the whole story is no, good people do good stuff. That's yeah. the thing. That's why the light side is so That's important. The point. You're not yeah. supposed to look so deep into it. And I feel like it's the same thing here. Like exactly. it isn't deeper than it needs to be. Mm -hmm. They call out all the things they call out. They say, "Oh, there is a problem with this country. There's a problem with racism in this country." We'll get to uh, Elijah in a bit. Mm -hmm. Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah. 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 Yeah. I'll explain. Uh, no, I will not explain why I keep why I keep calling him Eli. That's another thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a comic okay. book thing. I keep calling him Eli. It's a comic book thing. That's no, fine. Is Isaiah. Um, I believe you. I don't know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> is that I? And for me, like even the way they resolve him is a way that everybody can understand. Like you don't have to yeah. be black to understand this story. And I feel like that's also yeah. an important thing. Because remember how I said like uh, earlier, oh, some gatekeeping is okay mm. for Marvel. I feel like that's what that's part of the their charm. That is like no, it's for everyone, and it should yeah. be like accessible for everyone. Even these kinds of story that can can be difficult. It can be hard for some people to even hear yeah. to present them in this way. And even that, like every single scene with him, with Isaiah, right, is painful. It's painful every scene. Yeah. Even when he's happy at the end of the episode, it's still painful. Yeah. It's like, ah, yeah. oh, what a character! It's like props to the actor as well. Yes, I think yes. he really embodies that anger of just being left behind and erased from history and i you know it maybe it's easy for me like say what i mean to say is like of course uh an old black man in america has experienced a lot of anger and uh, discrimination throughout his life and racism and so i can see how those actors are putting some of their real life feelings mm. into these roles mm. and that's great, honestly, because like even even Sam's character is the younger, maybe more successful black man who's grown up in a world that is a little less difficult than it was for the older guy. Mm. So like he does see both sides. He he is more of a yeah, but like we have to we can't just reject everything. We have to fight for this. Like we have to be part of this system to some extent in order to change it from the, within. Um, and I think that's his position. And it's it's a position that, you know, it, it feels realistic as a dynamic, even if they're talking about super soldiers and, and flying characters or whatever. And it even makes sense in universe, actually. Yeah. Because uh, think about when was the last time the US government paraded a black guy around? It was Rhodey as Iron Patriot. Yeah. 
they yep. made him a glorified weapon. Yes. That's the big difference between it's like this uh, is the also, government. He was wearing a mask. He was wearing a mask. This is yep. a, this is our super weapon that goes out and blows shit up, isn't it? Cool? Yep. That's how they they made like Brody with Iron Patriot. Yep. That's what you're allowed to be as a black man in this universe. Uh, and for me, like even like even with the cut, like they didn't even use that cut. And it was just me watching it, thinking like, oh, there's also mm-hmm. like Brody. That he was the last one, like black guy. They put a flag on, but they also put a machine gun on his fucking shoulder. Yeah. So, and also like Captain America, yeah. despite the name, is less of a patriotic symbol than the Iron Patriot because. He's never working for the government. No. Like he's really doing what he thinks is right. Like he was a war criminal. Thinks, like, yeah, he's doing what he thinks the real value of America should be. Yeah. Regardless of what they are currently. So when he doesn't agree with what the government is doing, he becomes a war criminal. Like he yeah. goes on the other side and becomes kind of a revolutionary. Yeah. So, and I think putting a black man in that position where I think the struggle that Sam has throughout the series is I do not, I I don't want to be a symbol for a country that doesn't give a shit about me and, and my people. But what he realizes at the end is that's not what Captain America is. Captain America embodies, as I said, what America, the the view of what America should be, Mm. what it can be. So putting a black man in that position makes it even more meaningful. Yeah. And, you know, there's the reporter asks him, "Oh, when did the government make you Captain America?" And he doesn't even answer. No, he just it wasn't. Up. Yeah, it wasn't the government that made yeah. him Captain America. It was Captain America that made him Captain yeah. America. I chose to be Captain America, so it's even more meaningful because it wasn't some bureaucrat in Washington that told me, "Oh, you're allowed now to be Captain America." Yeah. No, he. We actually like you now. You should. Yeah. Good figure. You can have the shield now, Sam. It's like yeah. So that's not how it goes down. So you want to know how it kind of goes down in the comics, just okay. like when he's when he's Captain America, because uh, our good friend John Walker is part of the storyline uh, as well. He is, uh, yeah. In the comics, so in the comics, the way to go about it is he becomes Captain America, and mm-hmm. multiple like right wingers specifically they start this campaign on Twitter called hashtag Take Back the Shield where they just insist on taking back the shield. And the right wingers, who did it employ? Fucking John Walker. And John, like, comes up to him and he's like, no, shield is not yours anymore, Sam. You have to give it up or I'm going to beat it out of your hands. And it's like a whole thing. Because mm. in the comic, John Walker respects Captain America and yeah. he kind of wants to be with him, but he's an asshole. Like, he doesn't know how to be. Yeah, he, He's not that. He's not that character. That's like a point to that as well. So for me, like seeing it, it, they kind of do the same thing here, where it's like, hey, except for the fact that Sam just doesn't want to shield even himself because he yeah. has self doubt, which I think works way better in the show than in the comics, by the way. Yeah, yeah I think it, it because it's not just self doubt. It's like he doesn't doubt necessarily himself. He doubts whether it makes sense for. For a black man to be the symbol of America yeah. and for him to carry the stars and stripes because he's conflicted on what that means for him. So it's great internal conflict. And I think yeah. the show does a really good job of of seeing how meeting Carly and meeting John Walker and, and talking to Bucky as well changes his opinion and eventually leads him to choose to be Captain America. And um, mm. I think his arc is fantastic in this. It, uh, 
I will say overall for the show, uh, it, it it's called the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but it it's really the the Sam show. Like yeah. he's the main character, and he gets a great story out of it. Do you it, want to talk uh, Bucky now? Then yeah, Bucky. Bucky is more of a side character. Yeah. Which is fine. I, I don't have a problem with it. It's just like, it's just kind of strange that it's called Falcon and Winter Soldier. It, it, it's really a Falcon slash Captain America show. Yeah. Um, but I think they do a lot of interesting stuff with Bucky. I think that he's a, the character that has been dealing with trauma throughout the movies. Uh, but of course, we didn't, we never got, got to spend enough time with him to really understand what he was going through. And the way that it resolves in this episode, I thought, was really good. Like last episode, um, you know, he met all 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 of Sam's family, and they kind of bonded again. What a great and, episode! By the way. Episode five, we oh, didn't yeah. talk about it because we we were on hiatus for a week. week. But yeah, it was such ah, a good, fantastic. Episode, yeah. I I think it was actually my favorite. Like I know I keep saying it with every episode of this show, but this episode five was my hands down favorite. Yeah, uh, it was great. Yeah. it was great because it was just them. It, yeah. Like it, it was barely even a Marvel show at that point. Yeah. It was just these two characters that it we was... like hanging out, and you know. But well, it, you it know, was a it... Marvel comic. That was the thing exactly. for me. Yeah, it felt I, like I was reading just a Marvel comic because like sometimes it... you have these issues where mm-hmm. the characters are just hanging out, being themselves, yeah. doing barbecue or whatever, yeah. talking to people, fixing a boat, and it's like, oh, this is so. It was good. great. This like so just good. seeing yeah. him go around and speak to all the people in the neighborhood and them coming up with and helping to fix the mm. boat because they respected his family and like the yeah. sister was just too proud to ask, I guess. Yeah. It, like yeah. that was great. That was good fun. And, and him and, training with the shield as well. Like yeah, really heartwarming trying, stuff. Yeah, really, really just, just so good. Just so good. Him like accepting and his like talk with, uh, with Isaiah yeah. in episode five. Holy shit! Ex- yeah, excellent. Like every Powerful every single stuff. scene with him is like oh. Holy every shit. scene with Isaiah is it it's surprises me. It's a gut punch. It it surprises me because I I before the show came out um, and I guess we're we're also talking about the show in general now. But yeah, before the show came out, I had relatively low expectations. To be yeah. honest, I I thought it was just going to be oh this is fun action it's uh you know buddy cop action we're going to go into this big adventure uh, and whatever it, i didn't think it was gonna grip me this much and the isaiah scenes specifically i think are the best example of how the show is so much more than just oh this is fun marvel action and we're going across the world punching bad guys like like the isaiah scenes beginning to end are just so great and they acknowledge some really dark um pages in american history and they roll with them and they make them they point a light on them um Mm -hmm. regardless of the fact that this is about some fictional character with superpowers but the the stories that are real um if you've seen i don't know the film the five bloods from last year from spike lee it's all about these black war veterans who came back to America. They had fought in Vietnam and they all have PTSD and they come back to America and they're just completely ignored. Mm. No one cares about them. There's no one, nothing waiting for them. And they were kind of broke for the rest of their lives. So whatever. Thank you for fighting for us now back to the land of the racism, I guess. And this is basically what happens with desire. Yeah, that's a real story. And with Isaiah, of course, it gets even darker, and yeah. there's all the the serum stuff. But it, 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 it's showing you 
something that is real through a, a highly fictional lens. Yeah. And I, which it is, really surprised me. It was great. Yeah. Which is something I want to see Marvel do more of because they kind of yes. do it in like Black Panther as well. Yeah, they talk about sure. uh, like uh, mm-hmm. they talk about slavery. They talk about the yeah. fact that uh, how America, uh, not sorry, America, Africa was colonized. They should also talk mm-hmm. about how America was colonized. That's the story for another day. But how yes. Africa was like colonized, and just if the, of course not every single show should be this. Yeah, but, but I'm glad when that it they, fits, when it they, fits, they should go for it. Yeah, and for I'm me at least, very happy to see yeah. that they went for it because i yeah. thought oh they're gonna say something about racism but they're not really gonna get yeah. too deep into it but they went really go for ah, it. i did not expect yeah. like i did not expect that yeah uh, that's okay we talk a bit about desire i don't think there's nothing not much to add there no i just just to say in the final episode the the final scene with him was was really it, it got me like there's yes. the scene of him of Sam, basically, Sam organizes in the Captain America uh, museum that we see throughout the movies. I think we see it in 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 Winter Soldier. We see it, yeah. Late, we see it in this show as well. Before when Sam walks through it again, and uh, he has a whole new area in the museum that is dedicated to Isaiah and what he did. So he's still he's still kind of a character as a character that doesn't really exist because Isaiah has chosen to not you know exist anymore so that. He doesn't have to deal with all that stuff. It doesn't have to deal with the government again. But, you know, Sam made him a part of American history that will never be forgotten then. Yeah. And just the way he, like, Isaiah throughout the, the show is this very, like, gruff, hard character who doesn't really want to show his emotions. And the way he just breaks down and hugs Sam, I thought was a, yeah. a great, great ending for yeah. the show. Joe did, however, mention something that made, <laughs> was a bit funny. She was like, yeah. wow, can you believe he did this in the museum without even asking for permission first? <laughs> I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. But, <laughs> but he probably did. Like, he probably yeah. set it up. We don't have to yeah. see all the we don't have mechanics to see of the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was like, it made me laugh. It was like, okay, that's kind of funny. Well, but yeah, it's a, a good point. scene. Yeah. It's a fantastic scene. Mm. So, Kali. Yeah. Uh I thought Carly's story was good enough. I, I didn't think it was a highlight of the show in the same way like when they introduced her character and the flag smashers, I thought, oh, this is very interesting stuff. And then the show kind of pivoted away from them to some extent. Uh while still making their cause sympathetic, because like the big speech that Sam gives at the end that we've talked about is is about why are you like uh, repatriating these people mm. who live here They're, that's horrible you can't just the snap happened you can't just pretend like it didn't happen and go back to how the world was before um, but then of course she does she goes down the deep end and becomes an evil character I guess uh, they didn't do that much with her after that I think the, the introduction was the most interesting part but I think she was a serviceable good villain for the yeah. show yeah, I there's not like that much to say, you know. Do you think there was more to say in the original cut of the show, whatever that I, was? Uh, I don't with, know. Uh, with the whole virus thingy that went through the world. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if that would have made that much of a difference. Uh, I do think maybe the show could have had an ep- a few episodes more to just flesh out that side a little oh, more. Six episode by the way, perfect length. Perfectly. It was good. Yeah. It, I don't need more. I did, 
You don't think you need more? No. Okay. Me personally, I feel like this was the perfect length. Uh, six episodes right. is more than enough for me. Right. Because um, yeah. I got about a one inch out of the, almost like. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I go back to Bucky just for a bit? Because yes. we'll talk about length. Because yeah. uh, the first episode really sets it up as uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because we have yeah. the Falcon, like uh, Sam, he's running around trying to figure out his life. Can't even get a loan at the bank. Can't even figure anything out how, how it's going to work. And he's like gave up the shield. And now this douchebag is Captain America suddenly. And, and on the other side, we have this entire subplot with Bucky and he's running around trying to make amends. But not really. He's just like hanging out with them. Yeah. And he's like, can't really figure out how to say the words, I killed your yeah. son and, yeah. and all of that. And then that plot is kind of forgotten until this episode. Where he goes back to the old man and says, oh yeah, by the way, I'm the one who killed. Which was a very good scene. Good scene, yeah. Very good scene. Good scene. Specifically Sebastian Stan, honestly. I feel like in, in this series specifically, I was like, oh yeah, this dude is a good actor. Yeah, like whenever yeah, like got he gets a few emotional, really good yeah. yeah. Whenever he gets emotional, I'm like, oh, this dude is actually good, because I never felt I got that from. I, mm-hmm. Okay, I, I got it a bit like in Winter Soldier, where he's like punching Steve, and Steve's like, I'm not gonna hit you because I'm with you, and his eyes just flare up and yeah. that shock, and like you can tell just by his eyes, like I feel like that's such a cool character moment because you can tell like he knows how to act. Mm-hmm. I wanted, yeah. And I just wanted more of this dude because it felt like yeah. his story is not over yet. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, he went through the list. He went through every single person he wronged and made amends. Yeah. Now what? Because he's still the Winter Soldier by name in the time. I think, I think the point of even him not having... Like, he had a resolution to what was his issue mm. at the beginning of the show. So, like, his arc within this show, I think, is relatively complete. Could yeah. they have done a few more scenes of it? Sure. But, like, I, I still think it's a pretty good arc for him. Yeah. Uh, I think what it's setting up, though, is now what? Like, now I've made amends. I've kind of fixed my my PTSD issues to some extent. I've dealt with, with the brainwashing that they did with me. N- now I think the point of his character going forward will be he has to figure out what he wants to do now. Does he want to keep staying with 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 Sam and and work with him? But maybe he could get a new title. Does he want to be the Winter Soldier still? I doubt it. Yeah, I think he um, would rather go with by White Wolf going forward since he has that title. Yeah, yeah. or something like that. Like he certainly... or just like Sergeant Barnes, because one person calls him Sergeant Barnes, which is like a reference to him being a sergeant yeah. in, in the original. In, in, uh, yeah, Captain. in the original movie. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, we'll. We'll see what his character does moving forward, but he, he certainly has kind of what he has in front of him is a decision on what he wants to do with his life at this point. So we'll see. Yeah. And I, I do agree that the show being called Falcon and the Winter Soldier is kind of misleading. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they're doing it in a misleading way, but it's no. just like it's more of a focus on Sam. Yeah. And, and I think it made the show a really, really good Falcon show. Yes. Um, and, and and I liked having Bucky there because he's a good, like, he's both a good foil to to Sam just as a character. Their dynamic is fun, um, but it also adds some weight to some mm. of the scenes. And I think he's instrumental in in making Sam realize, look, the shield is not about being a symbol of America. It's it's about, as we said, being a symbol for Captain America and and what it should mean. Yeah, because um, it's almost as if for me that. Uh... Uh, 
that Bucky is almost trying to get Steve back in Sam. He's yeah. like, no, you're going to be Steve now almost. Because that's what he wants in the beginning. Yeah. Like, he, he wants him to be Steve. And at the end, he's like, no, Captain America can be many things. And you can be Captain America in your way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they they do a twist that everybody saw coming because it's not actually a twist. And then suddenly, I don't know... Okay, so Sharon is the power broker. Whoopsie fucking. Oh yeah, who could have guessed? Who cares? First of all, who gives a shit? Who like gives that a sh- was like cool. Look, yeah, I- I'm glad the Gabriel time... has stopped to do now instead of being yeah. the chick that spied on Kevin with a soldier and then suddenly, yeah. oh by the way, she's uh, she, what's her name? Peggy's uh, niece. Peggy's and... do- niece. niece. It's kind of weird that you're kissing her, yeah. but whatever. We'll whatever. just not talk about it ever again. <laughs> And then it's like, uh, then she shows up, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, she's the power broker, didn't you know? It's like, this wasn't a mystery. Yeah. It was pretty it, obvious. Like, if it wasn't her, it was someone else. And you know what? It doesn't matter. It, who cares? Yeah, the honestly. internet, Hugo, why is the internet so obsessed with who the power broker was or is or whatever? It's, it's not like, important. I think, I don't know if we said this before on the show or if it's something that you said to me. But I think the the whole mystery box storytelling has fucked up how people watch things. Yeah, I think, yeah, um, this sounds like something I would say. <laughs> yeah, because, like, the focus on the, I guess, mysteries within a show is has become so obsessive that people kind of miss the point of what the show is. Like, yeah. it, it was the same with WandaVision, because, like, the show was clearly about sitcoms, mm. family... And trauma. That was what the show was. But I but you but you can excuse people with one division more because there was that mystery of why the fuck is the show yeah, a sitcom set? For sure. That was the mystery. Not whatever mystery, the fuck then, the devil's gonna show. Yeah, but then to that instead of focusing on the mystery and what the show is presenting, people go to, Oh, this is how they're introducing the X Men and this is how uh, Mephisto is gonna show up and then Mojo is gonna show up. It's like Hey, Whatever, that, that's not how storytelling that was, works. In, that was in my theory, by the way, with Mojo. That's fine. <laughs> Which wasn't like, even a theory. It was like, huh, if they had to do something with a villain, I would guess Mojo. That was what I yeah. said. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. it's like, people focus so much on that stuff and they miss what the show is actually doing, I think. And yeah, it's, it's probably the same with this one, because I was like, oh, people are all talking about Madripoor and how it connects to the X-Men and how the power broker is it this... It doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? It, doesn't, I, I, it really doesn't matter. And I'm sure I've said it on this show before, but... Like, do you seriously expect them to introduce the X-Men, the fucking mutants, in the yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier? <laughs> do you really expect them to introduce them there? Yeah. It's, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it's so ridiculous. Like, at least in WandaVision you have the excuse of Wanda in the comics is a mutant. And the reason why she's not in the MCU is for rights reasons. So yeah. at least you and have they actually, that connection and there. And they actually changed it in the comics. Uh, so she's not a mutant anymore. She's actually known think... as the pretender. And, they call, and she's basically like oh. the, the devil for all mutants. They hate her because right. what she did to them and all that. It's a, it's a, it's a fun comic stuff. Yeah, Whatever, she's not gonna be. Like, yeah, and they're not gonna yeah. make her mutant in the MCU either. They're gonna make them their so own that. thing whenever they introduce them. Yeah, whenever just the gonna, time. But it's is like right. the deal was done. What a year ago, a year and a half ago, with Fox. Like it's going to take a while for them to introduce the X Men, and they're not going to do it in a TV show, right? Like there's pro- no, either no. there's 
They and, would uh, never do that. In Are you insane? Why would like, they introduce the X-Men in a TV show? A, an X-Men, specifically X-Men TV show. Like, yeah. I don't know. Xavier's uh, School for, for Gifted, whatever it's called. Yeah, children. Gifted uh, Children. That, that could be a TV show. That's how they introduce the X-Men. Yeah. I could possibly see that happening. There's no way they're just throwing out Easter eggs to introduce the X-Men in the fucking Falcon mm. show, which is about uh, black people and racism in America. Like, it's, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. It makes no um, sense. But yeah, we were talking yeah. about Sharon, sorry. Do you like the... How do you it's use fine. It? I don't. I don't care. It's yeah. like, that's fine. Uh, it's cool that they gave us something to do. I think yeah. her character is fun now. Because it's the like, oh, she... Yeah, yeah. The mid was fun, like... Where she's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, where oh she was betrayed, yeah. so she has anger towards her government that left her behind, and so she chose to become this weird, uh, like supervillain super of, super of some <laughs> super gangster of some yeah. kind, and now she's back with the government, but she's also using them to have access to all the tech that she can sell to make money. Yeah, it cool. seems That's to me it's gonna be like a cool fine. setup for something in the future. Yeah, That's but it, how it does, it's gonna be. It's, it's it gonna doesn't be an, really yeah. inform my opinion of the show one yeah. way or the other. It doesn't. She's, she's there, it's a plot fine. device. I'm, I'm happy yeah. they did something with her that's better than just oh she's back and now she's a good person. Yeah, uh, I would rather have this. That's like okay. Again, cool. she's a plot device. She's not a. Yeah. She was a plot device in the Winter Soldier. She was yeah. a plot device in Civil War, and she's a blood device. Uh, a blood plot device. A blood device. A blood blood device. Bloodborne, bloodborne territory again. Uh, Fear the old blood. Fear the old blood. <laughs> but no, she's a. <laughs> but no, she's a plot device here as well, and that's fine. Yeah. Not everybody that's should have totally a character. Fine. We don't have yeah. time. I, I just want six episodes. I, I don't yeah. need an episode of how bad Sharon had it in Metro Four as well. It's uh, fine. Yeah. She was an FBI yep. person, and now she's. Uh, the whatever. power She's broker like the power broker whatever that means um the the characters that do get uh, that is introduced in the show and kind of gets more of a story is is john walker um oh yeah we skipped of. we totally skipped john yeah, yeah, we um, so, yeah i don't know how did you feel about how like for me okay this is the one thing that i didn't completely like about the last episode aside from we talked about the action and how it was confusing at the beginning but like story-wise mm. the the one thing that i didn't like about the episode is how they dealt with john walker i felt it was kind of um they didn't go far enough with it and he's kind of oh i guess he's kind of a good guy again now um uh, to me I've... he was he was he was my villain for the show he was yeah. the character that i hated the most throughout the show and I felt like, oh, a natural progression for him would be, oh, he's kind of anti-Captain America and he goes yeah. a bit crazy and whatever. And I feel like for me, yeah, he was also my villain because I yeah. fucking hate Walker. Hate that guy. I hate yeah. Walker. I was like, let's hope also Carly kinda... bashes his head in, yeah. man. Yeah. Like... But you also kind of hate to, uh, you kind of also like love to hate him. So mm. for me at least when he shot, I was like, oh, there's that asshole again oh, like, with his bootleg Captain America shield from which? <laughs> yeah, the fake shield or whatever, uh, which he made with aluminium, apparently. Like, yeah, it, it, one punch yeah, and it was broken, yeah. whatever. But when I say hate the guy, I just, just to put it on the record, I think he's a very good character. Like mm. he's a, a villain that is very well characterized and, and, He's an asshole, but that's the point of the character. So that's mm. why you don't like him. Um, to all the people who went online and, and kind of uh, uh, harassed Wyatt. Uh, Nobody Russell. harassed him, but I'm just going to say it. No, right they now. didn't. 
They didn't. People were just right. talking about his. He doesn't have social media. Where did they harass right. him? Nobody okay. harassed him. It was. But like, yeah. Well, I just want to say whatever. It. Yeah, that's fair. But like, to all the people who turned the their hate for the character into oh fuck White Russell and all yeah. this kind of talk, that's just stop. Like, you need to start separating characters from their actors more. And this needs to really end. Also, Social people media want him is, is for dumb. Star Wars now because of the the deal with the sideburns from Rebels. I forgot his name. Callus, Agent Callus. Yes. People Agent want Callus. him to play Agent Callus, and I can oh. see it. Dude looks like Agent Callus, and he oh, has the same yeah. like asshole vibe where he was like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's yeah. a dick. Like, yeah, he could he yeah. could do it. He's. A, I thought he was a good actor. Oh yeah, in yeah. This. Definitely. At being an actor, at yes, being yes. an asshole, he was really good. Yeah, very good. Um, he... So, what I'm saying is like. At the end, they kind of leave his story behind. Like at the end of the last episode, it was kind of a there was kind of a there was an after credit scene where he's like, "Oh, he's building the shield again," and he's like, "I am Captain America." Um, and in this episode, he fights a bit, and then for a while, he seems conflicted. But then at the end, he's like, "Oh, yeah, that's fine. You're Captain America now. Uh, I don't really care anymore." And I felt like that was a little too sudden for him. Yeah, um, I do need like a bit more time. Yeah, I just need a little bit more conflict there with him. Um, so, like, the fact that they're, oh, I guess between them it's fine now, That's that, that felt a bit rushed. Yeah. Um, I think for me, at least, it's him seeing Sam as the role. Maybe that's the thing. Yeah, that went that's what they're like, doing. Yeah. That's, that's how and they it, explain it in the show, but it feels a little bit yes. rushed and out of character. That's Just what a saying. bit, yeah, I agree. It, it does feel a little bit rushed, and I kind of mm. wish they did more with it. But then, although I do like the end point of him being U.S. agent, though. Yes, the U.S. agent. Because I knew, like, the funniest thing for me is I thought he was going to be U.S. agent from the get go. Because as soon as like, right. oh, John Morgan's in the show, oh, they're going to introduce the U.S. agent. But no, instead. Uh, they also... uh, so yeah, uh, me not knowing anything yeah. about the comics, I was like, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what the U.S. <laughs> agent means, which is yeah. a cool name because U.S.A. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I love no, comic I books. It. It's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. So they also yeah. introduced in the last episode we didn't because we didn't even talk about it. They brought fucking Julia Louis Dreyfus into the MCU yeah, as sure. uh, Countess like... Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. I had to look it up to say the full name. Sure. Which is okay. Sure. She was there. She was She's there. in the MCU. She now, was I in. Guess. She was yeah. in the show. I guess she has she, blue hair. She's basically. Like... So here's the thing with her. Just like what I'm spoiling really. She's basically. Um, a shadow version of Nick Fury, and now we have a shadow version of Captain America as well. Cool. And she was supposed to be introduced in uh, the Black Widow movie. She's in that one as well. Oh. Okay, and they said that was supposed to be her debut, but we had to debut her here. So yeah. this was actually supposed to be a second time meeting her. Be like, oh shit, mm. she's there. And yeah. if I had that to guess, that would have made more sense. And if I had to, to guess, because uh, they already said that they're gonna introduce the new Black Widow in the Black Widow movie with her sister. Yeah. They always said, yeah, yeah. like, there's going to be some stuff with her and she's going to be carrying mm -hmm. the mantle going forward. Yeah. So it seems to me like she's, she's like making a Shadow Avengers. Like, it's the new Phase 1 all over again, but with evil Avengers, like, or more, maybe more yeah. morally gray Avengers. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm interested in seeing where this is headed. Where it's like her character is just like, I come, I say funny lies. I'm, <laughs> I'm Ju yeah. uh, that's, Julia that's Louis Dreyfus. And like, yeah, I like me, her, but she's not really a character yet. Yeah, for yeah. me, this is where I think sometimes with comic book uh, adaptations um, of all kinds, yeah, they 
I think Marvel is pretty good at this. They they kind of man manage to keep the audience with them most of the time because like I I don't know anything about comics, but I'm really into the MCU. I can yeah. follow it all. I I remember all the lore and whatever. But like sometimes it's like oh this character shows up. I'm the Countess. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> whatever. And I have blue hair. Yeah. And for me, it's like oh this is. I, I don't know what this means. Like, I don't know who this is. But I don't know I why like it connects also, in any way. But you're not supposed to know at this point, because I don't know exactly. either. I'm just that's saying. Fair. Yeah. And that's, that's how fair. you're supposed to view it as well, because you're supposed to be like, oh, I wonder who this is. And, you, yes. and of course, whenever but you like, watch the MCU... When, they, you tell me, when you tell me, oh, she's kind of the shadow version of Nick Fury, I'm I guessing, instantly, I'm I guessing instantly understand much more, though. Oh, oh, sorry. But I'm also guessing, like based on what I know of her from the comics, how they're going to use right. her, because they never use the characters like the comics. They always exactly like that. That's true. But that's, that's the vibe like the I'm US getting agent, from her. Yeah. And like the US agent character, I guess what I gathered from it is that he's going to be black ops uh yeah. captain america where he he's not the face of america yeah. but he's doing all the dirty work that yeah. he's know, the american yeah he's he's the the cia sending yeah. people to to cuba to do yeah. some crap but that's the yeah, kind that's... of shit like john walker should have done from the start because yes. i don't i feel like it's exactly where this dude needed to be especially because yeah. now like he's a super soldier and mm -hmm. They're gonna, I mean, whoever's gonna use him is gonna use him. He's not just gonna sit there and be like, okay, I'm just gonna retire now. Yeah, they might died. use him for <laughs> some, some dark shit, and there might be yeah. some conflict there between the, you know, the Avengers and the Shadow Avengers, if you wanna call them that. Have you ever you heard about the Dark Avengers from the comics? I have no. not. I will tell you, because it's not gonna be a spoiler, because I don't think the storylines they're gonna do it, but right. Uh, so basically, at one point, Norman Osborn from the Spider-Man yes. uh, comics, yes. uh, he actually defeats the big evil villain, and yeah. he gets rewarded with Shield, and he takes over Shield and makes and changes the name to Hammer, H A M M E R, oh like it's an acronym for something, yeah. and then that's where they introduce the Iron Patriot suit because he brings out a, right. In the comics, it's actually a Norman Osborn thing. It's not a Rhodey thing at all in the comics. So mm. Norman Osborn, he paints a War Machine suit and becomes like both Iron Man and Captain America in one character. And then he mm. brings Venom on board, and Venom pretends to be like Spider Man. And then he prints like an, a, a character with claws, like Wolverine is like you're Wolverine now. And he brings a Captain Marvel villain. He's like you're Miss Marvel now. And he brings all these different villains, and they, they're just like the Dark Avengers and. Everybody's like, these are villains, but I guess the government was like, let's go with these guys for once. And the comic is called Dark Avengers. And yeah. I kind of hope they do it. Like, I love shadow versions of stuff when they do it like as a team like this. Uh, mm. I've talked about before that I hate the, that basically all the Marvel movies kind of do the shadow. Oh, in this one, we're fighting bad Captain America. In the last one, we're fighting evil Vision and evil Scarlet Witch. Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of do that. But for some reason, when it's a team, I kind of excuse them. It's like, it's oh, kinda, that's, yeah. that's fun because they have dynamics suddenly. Because then you introduce... It's a team. It's just not yeah. one character that's the same. Yeah. 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 It's not like Yellow Jacket from Ant-Man. Who, who remembers Yellow Jacket? Whatever. Why? Like, who cares about Yellow the Jacket? The most forgettable guy. Like, the only reason I remember that guy is because the actor... Yeah. plays Ernest Hemingway in Midnight in Paris. That's you know, what I know that guy You know from. who the saddest, the saddest thing the MCU did? It was with yeah. the, the, the bad guy, Malekith from Thor the Dark World. The evil elf the guy. The dark elf? 
yeah. the reason why I know his name because you're like, why do you know his name? Who? In, <laughs> in the comics, this dude is batshit insane. He's so funny and weird, and he's like a jester almost, but not quite. And he has a fucking dragon, and the dragon arrives in New York, and he's like, "Where are all your riches?" And some dude's like, "Oh, Wall Street!" And the dragon goes to Wall Street to find the world's riches, and it's like. Uh, why why can't they see you just indulge a little bit in that wackiness yeah. in the comic like a dragon yeah. attacking wall street to find the riches of the world is that, hilarious that'd be, that'd be great that'd be amazing um okay sorry that was uh, a side note zemo fair enough let's end with zemo. zemo yeah zemo is the last character that we didn't talk about uh he gets a little bit more in this episode there's like one scene with him and great scene at the end we see the his butler, his personal Alfred or whatever, who just is a terrorist as well. He just <laughs> blows up people. This this is like really old European I forgot, guy. I have forgot about the amazing. butler, by the way. Because I was, was watching so this. so funny for me. And I was like, who's this old guy? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, the butler shows up again and he blows up four of the flag smashers yeah, that the are being arrested. remaining super soldier. Yeah. Like, they're normal super soldiers at this point. Because they're super soldiers, and he's like, oh, Zemo is against every super soldier. So yeah. I guess even from prison, he knows his butler is doing it. And he sees the news, and he's yeah. like, yeah, that was good. And he lies his, back down. His little <laughs> smile got me. I was yeah. like, oh, I love everything. Like, I've seen people be like, uh, oh, they kind of redcard his character from Civil War. And you can make that argument. Whatever. But, but that being said, yeah. we didn't have enough but he's time. Better now. He's way so, better. Yeah. I love Zemo in this show so much. I feel like yeah. he's like the best. He's so funny and charming. Yeah. And they even gave him the mask from uh, the, the comics. Like when he wears the mask yeah, yeah, and yeah, shoots yeah. the guy in Mad Report. Uh, fuck man. Zemo, like him dancing in the club. Like, come on. He, he's yeah. given us so everything, much. Everything he does in the show is at the same time uh, kind of menacing, but also funny like yeah. he's a fun guy like, yeah. He, yeah he's he's a villain and he wants to blow people up but he's also kind of a fun guy yeah it's kind of an interesting dynamic and he's also like i think the scene on the plane where he's like oh uh this film it, it kind of really encapsulates uh the black experience <laughs> in america and like sam is like Oh, dude, you're way out of like. He's right, but he's way out of like. That's the best yeah. comedic scene in the yeah. film for me. In the in like Shows, the series, yeah. yeah. And also like where he talks about how, um, uh, yeah, he, he talks about that, and it's like, oh, it's a masterpiece, James, absolute masterpiece. Like, like, you have to watch it. <laughs> it's just so much. It's like what? And, it's and that's actually yeah. a meme now. Uh, like yeah. people talk about when they laugh face like James, it's an absolute masterpiece. It's like yeah. great. <laughs> Yeah, and I think this is what's cool about these Marvel shows, that they can have these beats or moments that are just, oh, these are just characters hanging out and uh, just being themselves, mm. and it's fun. And as we said, like, episode five, one of your favorite episode. Um, yeah, and it's mostly just them hanging out as yeah. Sam and Bucky, you know, bonding and figuring out what they want for their lives and, and to fix the boat or whatever. Like they do a boat fixing montage that it reminded me of the house building montage in Red Dead Redemption, for example. Oh, it's yeah. like it's just like a fun little thing that they can do that in a movie they would never have time for this. Also, oh, yeah. I love I love the house building montage in Red Dead so much and I, I love the oh, boat yeah. repairing montage in this as well. I just yeah, like it was great. people building stuff. 
Like, yeah, I just want to hang out. I don't care about plot. I just want to hang yeah. out. <laughs> it's just a fun and like, Yeah, for me, like, really focusing on the character gave gave it so much. Gave it yeah. so, so much. And, like, both this and WandaVision, I think it, that's their biggest success. Even when they have shortcomings, when it comes to the action and stuff like that, it, it's like you care about these characters who are side characters before so much more now because you've spent quality time with them. Like, for me, Wanda, I... It was never one of my, I, I don't know, she was barely in the other movies, but now I really care about her. Mm. And and Bucky and Falcon, like, I guess Bucky, to some extent, you get more in the films because he, he's so connected to Steve. Yeah. But still, now I care a lot more about Bucky. I care a lot more about mm. Sam, and I feel like I understand who Sam is and yeah. what, what he wants way more than I did before. And I think it's really cool for these shows to be able to flesh out these characters that maybe didn't get enough screen time so now you love them, and now maybe, you know, in the next movie, they can be main characters, because yeah. now you already have that foundation with them. I mean, you've got the new leader of the Avengers right there. Hell yeah. I Let's mean, hope it, so. it's going to be him, isn't it? Like, it, it has, has to be. be him. Yeah, he's Captain America now. He's like, Captain America. He's the okay. leader. Regardless of what they do in the future, uh, as of right now, Captain America being a black guy is awesome. Yeah. Like, it's, and... just, it's just great. And I hope people are angry about it online and they can get fucked. Yeah. Those who get angry at this get my point of view. fucked. Uh, yes. But you're you talking about, like, honestly, I see you've written something in the docs. I'm going to read it out loud, okay? Yeah. I'm going to read it. How the show fits in MCU and why the fanboys are the fucking worst. So you added <laughs> yeah. one thing, I added one thing. So. Yeah. What do you want to say to it? It's. Again, I think we've already actually talked about it, where, where it's like, oh, the fans are just focusing on on whether the X-Men are being introduced, or Mephisto is going to show up, or, like, what's the law, and, and, and oh, but why it would make more sense for Bucky to be Captain America, because you have the serum. It's just like, yeah, that's not the point of the show. It, yeah. You're missing also, what the point is. Let, let's talk about that. Do you want to talk about that? Because we can talk about that. The reason oh, why what? Bucky isn't captain america it's because yeah. he has murdered so many people he yeah. has so much blood in his hands that redemption yeah. arc isn't for him he can never yeah. wear that shield because of who he is and what he's done he can yeah. never be captain that's the point sam yeah. is pure at least trying to be pure as mm-hmm. much as he can like and even like the end fight with carly is a very steve rogers moment he's like i don't want to fight you i don't want to yeah. fight you i don't want to fight you let's talk it out i don't want to fight you which is mm-hmm. great. That's what yeah, Captain America that's, is. That's why Bucky can be Captain America. Because, yeah, yeah, he's strong, but it's not in strength. It's not, if you believe that Bucky should be Captain America, then you're the person who gave John Walker the shield. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, yes, that's, that's how I feel about the yeah. show. Right? It's like, and a lot of people, you also obviously have a lot of people online being, oh, but this is supposed to be fun action stuff. Why are you giving me all this politics and shit? <laughs> it's like, oh, just yeah. first of all, first of all, I haven't read a lot of comics, yeah. but comics are political. Oh, they're more political they're, than this. They're way more political than <laughs> yeah. the movies or the shows are. So, like, aren't you the same kind of guy who goes on the internet being annoyed that they're not faithful to the comic books? So, because if you are, comics are really political. Second, like they're doing a story about black men in America. Yeah. It's, if you're not enjoying the show, how do you want to do that without uh, politics? And if you don't enjoy that, don't watch it. Because yeah, here's it's the not thing for with, you. Because here's the thing with the MCU. 
you don't really have to watch everything. You can skip exactly. so much. Like, yeah. you can skip so much. And yeah, sometimes you're going to be like, oh, that was weird. I didn't know that thing. Like, I have a friend, Hugo, who mm. watched <laughs> Infinity War before he watched Thor Ragnarok. Oh, my and God. He was, and yeah. he was like, so um, where's Thor's hammer? And where's his eye? And where's his hair? What <laughs> happened? <laughs> and he said, like, he laughed it off. He's like, like oh, yeah. it didn't matter for me in the story. Because yeah. it was like, okay, something happened. I don't need to know it. Because this isn't the story that's being told. Uh, yeah, and, and he was fans, also, oh yeah, and he was like, "Where's uh, Asgard?" <laughs> yeah, and the fans are the opposite of that. They only care about plot and having to be like the plot is all that matters. And it's like whenever they actually these shows or movies or and this is true for every fandom, by yeah. the way. It's not just Marvel. Like even with Star Wars, it's the same. Whenever these things that are big pop culture things mm. try to do anything deeper than oh, this is fun action. People are going to be mad yeah. because it's, oh, it's too political or it's boring or it's it's all about dra- trauma and I don't care about that. I want to yeah. see one shooting balls. It's like, Where's I want to see the devil. It's like, yeah. fuck, Jesus Christ. Can you not enjoy a story for it, for, for being for a what good story? Yeah, for like, what the story is trying to tell you. Like, yeah. it's not the story you want it to be. It's the story it's trying to tell. I feel like, yeah. and not just like with, this, like with video games, with comics, with books, mm. with movies, with TV shows. More often than not, when people critique stuff, they're not actually critiquing what they're watching. They're critiquing yeah. and saying, oh, I wish the story was this. It's like, it's like, okay, but what do you think the story did well or not well? Yeah. It's, that's but how you're supposed to shit what you want. That's I don't the, you're care. You're not the writer. <laughs> yeah, thank God for that because some of the shit people say, I'm so happy these nerds don't write. Oh my God. These, some of these nerds, Hugo, some of these nerds are insane with the stories yeah. that they want to tell because their story... Okay, okay, let's go. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, are you ready? So Falcon, mm-hmm. he takes the shield. He's like, no, Bucky, you should have the shield, okay? Yeah. And then the Flag Smashers appear and they beat the Flag Smashers. And then they go over to the fucking, uh, the fucking thing and they go to the fucking thing and they're like, oh, we're in Metropole. Oh, who's that guy? Oh, it's Wolverine. Bucky, you have to stop him. Oh shit, but why is Wolverine evil now? Oh, it's Mephisto. Oh shit, is this setting up something? Oh no, somebody's calling Wolverine. It's Peter Parker. Is this connecting to the next? That's that's how the shows and movies would be. I swear to God, that's what people yeah. want. For they just some want reason. cameos. Um, they just want cameos. Yeah. Go watch uh, Zack like, I like Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's not yeah. how you're gonna, supposed to tell a story. Because yeah. you cannot introduce the Martian Man answer <laughs> halfway through the movie. That was the weirdest thing ever. But yeah. I guess I guess those kinds of nerds enjoy that shit. Because they can be yeah. like, mm, you know who the Martian, Martian Manhunter is. Because I saw the cartoons in the 2000s. Who gives a fucking shit who yeah, he is? He's not a character. Exactly. He's a thing that appears and leaves again. Right. So yeah, we've ranted about the fanboys and we'll do it again because we like yeah. doing that. Because yeah. um, fuck them. Um, yeah, what? Okay, I think a lot, the last thing we can talk about um, overall, uh, I think we're both pretty pos- positive on the show. I, gets, I really uh, enjoyed it. In my new thing I'm trying to do, which I'm calling uh, my new scale, which is uh, great, good, bad. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I can do the five star thing. It's confusing oh, to me. Fine. So great, good, bad. Uh, this is a great for me. Good, great. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, for me, I 
I did a little review on Letterboxd because for some reason these shows are on Letterboxd. I don't yeah, know why. they're going to be one season thingies. I've... Yeah, yeah, I think because Letterboxd has, it's a movie service, yeah. uh, but they also have one season TV shows, like yeah. mini series they also include on the service. And Evangelion. <laughs> and Evangelion for some reason because it's one season. It is one season. So there you go. Uh, but Evangelion, we have to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have to bring it up. Sorry. So it's fun for me because I can yeah. rank all my Marvel movies and shows together and yeah. I enjoy that, but whatever. I, and yeah. yeah, for me, it was like a four out of five stars because I, I think where it has the same problems that I have with a lot of Marvel things. It's that for me, the pacing isn't always perfect. Sometimes it's just kind of drags. Sometimes it's too fast. Uh, the action is is hit and miss. Some action sequences are really good. Some action sequences are like, oh, this is just... Uh, a mess and i have no idea what's happening um and also th there's always like a few cheesy moments where i'm like oh they i think they're doing a reference here but mm. i don't know and i'm not fully on i, I don't know what's happening yeah. uh, but still it, it was really good i i really enjoyed it i think the good parts are <clears throat> absolutely fantastic um and i think it also was more consistently good than wandavision like some of the stuff in the early parts of wandavision is is genuinely some of the favorite weird mm. interesting things that the mcu has done but i think it's more of on a um like filmmaking point of view like they've done some weird interesting narrative devices that I, they haven't done anywhere else it was mm. really weird and cool so i really enjoyed that but i think this show is way more consistently good and it sticks the landing a little bit better um so yeah good show um last thing we can talk about is what what's next what's next for these characters and how do we feel about like the MCU as a whole kind of going forward, right? Yeah. So for me, at least the, the MCU going forward, I kind of like the fact that, for example, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking, so we lost three Avengers in Endgame because we lost uh, Basically, yeah. Captain America, we lost Iron Man, we lost Black Widow. So that's three Avengers down. I, I guess... So I guess like, well, and it seems to me at least like they're building a new team of Avengers by doing this like, it's kind of like phase, I feel like I'm watching phase one over again, actually, if I had to explain yeah. it right now. To it's, some extent, yes. To some, but yeah. it makes sense because like, like yeah. Endgame is yeah. such a giant ending yeah. that it's good that they're starting from scratch and really building up stuff slowly. That's yeah, and that's how it feels again. It feels like the excitement, like when... Mm -hmm. When you suddenly realize, especially as a comic book fan, where suddenly realize, like, wait, these movies are connected. What? And I have that feeling again, that excitement of watching something, it's good, and it's setting up things that are, can't be interesting because I have no idea where they're going now. Because we don't have, yeah. we were building towards Thanos at the end of the first Avengers, which is yeah. maybe a bit too long to set up a villain, but eh. yeah. Uh, yeah, because people were angry at, oh, and Age of Ultra, why didn't you just do Thanos? And it's like, uh, who cares? <laughs> yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah, uh, whatever. For me, regardless of that. Regardless of that. For me, at least, uh, what I'm excited for is like the MCU being different. Because having a black Captain America is different. Yeah. Uh, having, uh, so one of the next movies that's coming out is Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Mm -hmm. We can talk about the trailer for a bit if you want. The teaser, as they call it. It was a trailer. Come on. Yeah, two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes that, long, and we see yeah. like there's plot yeah. being set up and there's action sequences. I guess it's a teaser. Shang-Chi for me, 
is the one movie where for once I'm looking at the action sequences in the trailer going like, oh, yes. this actually looks good. <laughs> this, finally. It's finally. Yeah. Uh, Gene Park, who I stand for life on Twitter, he's a, a games writer at the Washington Post. He's hilarious on Twitter. Go follow him at the Gene Park. I love that dude. And he was talking about, oh, I'm actually surprised the fact that uh, we have a fighting sequence where you can watch their whole bodies. And it's like, oh, I never yeah. thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Shang-Chi looks great. I, I like... Uh, I've always... I've, I've never actually read a Shang-Chi comic. He always like appears in comics. Like One comic I'll, I'll always remember Shang-Chi in is him... It's Spider-Man losing his spider sense and then Shang-Chi trains him and they invent the Spider-Foo fighting style, which is... <laughs> Amazing. Dumb comic. Again, dumb comic book shit. I love it. Or when Iron Man... When he joins the Avengers and Iron Man's like, so what kind of weapons should I build for you? And he's like, Tony... Who needs more than these? And he shows up his fists. I'm like, oh, this guy, this dude is so cool. Shang-Chi for me is like the fresh, the breath of fresh air because it's different as well. Like a kung fu yeah. martial artist master. Yeah, I'm excited oh. for that. It. It also the action sequences look like they actually did great. Yeah, kung yeah. fu choreography. It they look you like have Jackie to do Chan. Yeah. They yeah. look like Jackie Chan movies, and I'm so. In. It needs to be that. Yeah. It needs to, and it has Aquafina, so of course I'm gonna watch it because I love Aquafina. She's Aquafina, fantastic. She's fantastic uh, in as a rapper, she's as an actress. She's just great. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, oh, and uh, Ronnie Chang is in it as well. The dude from yeah. uh, the Daily Show, <laughs> hilarious guy. So as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, oh yeah, Ronnie Chang is in this one as well. Great, it's crazy rich Asians, but with superheroes. <laughs> great movie Kung as well. Fu, I guess. Yeah, yeah, with Kung Fu, I guess. Yeah. No, f- for me at least. I want to see, yeah, I want to see, like, new, different Avengers. Uh, and I feel like that's what they're building up towards. New and different oh. Avengers. Sorry. And what's what's up? I'm looking at the cast. For Shang-Chi? For Shang-Chi. Yeah. And apparently, Tony Leung is in it, who is a very famous... Uh, Hong Kong actor. He was in a lot of... He's in a lot of Wong Kar Wai films. In, he's in Hard Boiled... Mm-hmm. He's in Hero. Uh, I like him. He's he's famous for his roles in 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 the Mood for Love and Chunking Express. Uh, shout out to Jackson who loves that movie. Uh, cool. What was his yeah, name? I didn't know. Uh, he's called Tony Tony Long. Oh, Long. Yeah. L e u n g. Written obviously in in. Yeah, he looked like the bad guy in the trailer. This dude, right? Yeah, he, he looks. The... He looks kind of. Uh, what's the guy called? Uh, like the Mandarin a little bit. Do you I think he's the real Mandarin? The... I I'm not sure. He could be. Because they kind of teased that, oh, he wasn't actually the real yeah. member. Because yeah. Hugo, I don't know if you've heard, but they've actually been teasing Shang-Chi since the first Iron Man movie. Uh, Did you know this? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's not go on another rant about fat Marvel fanboys and how they don't understand storytelling. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, I thought it was a really cool trailer as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, but finish but, your. But my point like that, and then we have Eternals uh, coming mm-hmm. out as well, which is made by oh, the director of fucking so no- Land. So that's gonna be interesting. Not, yeah. yeah, I'm so excited for Eternals. Yeah. So it seems to be like Marvel's like doubling down on let's make something different, and mm-hmm. that's what the thing I respect about Marvel the most, like Kevin Feige, Marvel Studios. When I say Marvel, not Marvel the comedy, it's like studio yeah, yeah, yeah. specifically, is the fact that they keep trying to do like different shit, mm-hmm. and it's. Sometimes it's still like a bit samey. Like we can't all get over the fact there's that MCU vibe that you just can't really shake. Yeah. But I really, really hope like 
it just goes weird at the end. Because the, yeah. the movies people remember the most are Guardians of the Galaxy, for example. Mm-hmm. Do you think I knew who they were? I'm a comic book nerd. I was like, um, I think that they were in that one Avengers comic I read a while ago. I don't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy are. What, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. And now they're like household names for Marvel. Like Rocket and Groot are like household yeah. names. So I'm looking forward to that. And I really hope we're going to see more of uh, Captain America. And I hope Captain America shows up in... Yeah, I'm going to call him Captain America now. He's my Cap. And I hope Cap shows (laughs) up uh, in the next Avengers movie, whatever form that may take. Yeah. And that's like the next time we're going to see him. I feel like that was his phase one movie or whatever. uh, Yeah. I think it's not impossible that we get something else with him before we go to an Avengers film. Like there is, I think it is possible that they do a Captain America film. I think it is possible that they do a season two of this show. They do call it from the beginning, Captain America and the winter soldier. Or maybe um, just Captain America. Maybe colon. just Captain America on something. Um, Cause I've seen people talk about how, uh, you know how, so Disney apparently sent one uh, division in for the Emmys because they were like, "Yeah, let's try. Maybe we can win for best limited series." Yeah, uh, which is fine, whatever. Um, yeah. But for me, at least, it won't. Except, by the way, just... yeah, it won't. Like, but, <laughs> uh, it's okay. Just let them have their fun. Like that's how I. Feel yeah, yeah, sure. It. We know they're not gonna win. No need to, because people get angry. They're like, oh, "Why did you? Why did you send into the Emmys?" Like, who gives a shit? Shut up. It's it's an award yeah. show. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, that's the vibe of this whole episode it's just like shut look, up just shut up shut yeah, it's up. fine it, fuck, yeah don't this is, chill out this yeah. isn't the thing you should be angry about like use yeah. your energy somewhere else but no yeah. um <laughs> uh what's it called what was it saying sorry yeah one division so, and the Emmys. so so like uh, a headline that was like oh shatters all uh hope for a season two it's like and i saw a comment on, on twitter that made me laugh so much and the comment was what should they do with season two? Kill Vision for the fifth time? <laughs> like, what did you expect? But they could make a Scarlet Witch show. Just call it yeah, Scarlet Witch. Absolutely. You don't need to do absolutely. like uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier uh, season two. No, call it something else. Just like what they do with the movies. Because these are, for all intents and purposes, long movies. Yep. There's the only one, like the only movie that's called two and three are Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, and Guys of the Galaxy volume two. And I guess Thor 2 as well. No, it's Thor no, Dark World. Dark World. It's not yeah. called the sequel. They're going to yeah, use yeah, yeah. that naming scheme going forward. I think, I think maybe that's the, smart as well, yeah. Because yeah. maybe the next... Just, confusing. Okay. Especially when yeah. you have all these different stories, it's going to be like extra confusing. Like, oh, you have to watch Captain America 4 before watching Avengers 2 or something. Yeah, dumb. Like It's like, what I does think that mean? The smart thing of this is also because like each part of this is an episode in the grand uh, MCU thing. Yeah. So you're really watching MCU episode 25 yeah. when you're watching. Yeah, because it's just like culture. a long movie for all intents and yeah. purposes. Like, I like how every time I, I have my pencil, it's like censored because it looks like I'm holding something you're not supposed to see. It's just a pencil. Look, it's just a pencil. It's not something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For all your uh, audio listeners, I held a pen and I'm using like this blurring technology and it blurred the pen. So yeah. it looks like I'm holding something uh, that's not supposed to be shown on YouTube or Twitch. But we swear it's not a dildo. It's not we a dildo. Promise, it, it, it's not a dildo. It's a, pen. Yeah. It's a pencil. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Um, I think that's our thoughts. 
or the MCU, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We talked about Cyberpunk. We talked about Disco Elysium. Oh, before that, one last thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm so excited because uh, oh, Hugo's going to be so mad at me when I say this. But okay. so uh, the cinemas are going to open next month here in Denmark. Uh, so that means I can watch uh, Black Widow in, in theaters. I don't have to watch it on <sighs> Disney+. Plus. Because I really didn't want to pay extra to watch it on Disney+. Plus. Because I was like, I'm all, like, if I didn't have to pay for the subscription as well. But now, like, oh, I can watch yeah. it in theaters uh, and um, have a fun experience with that. I, d- I don't know when, when theaters are opening here. Um, if they are, I hope I get to go watch some Marvel stuff. You should come to Denmark. I won't tell anyone. Just, just, just come. That's, 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 not, that's not that easy. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, theaters aside, uh, rip Italy, I guess. Rest in peace, Italy, as yes. Christian says in chat, even though we're supposed to not acknowledge it, but it, it was funny. Um, uh, <laughs> he has had some, like, funny takes in chat during this. Like, there were multiple times where I looked and then, like, just chuckled for a bit, like, mm, don't read it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we'll, we'll read them later. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was our episode five of I'm So Tired. Um, you can find the show on YouTube by just looking for I Dubai, uh, which is Islam's YouTube channel. We upload a video version there. Or you can find the audio version of the show either at anchor.anchor.fm slash I'm so tired or just like searching for I'm so tired on your po- podcast service of choice, which is probably the easiest way. Yeah. Um, you can follow us for uh, stupid movie and games takes at Hugo underscore Pinai and at I Dubai again, and you can of course follow Islam on Twitch because he's a uh, number one. Uh, he's the number one Denmark uh, streamer. <laughs> he's the number so, one Denmark streamer, exactly. Denmark Danish streamer. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Denmark's there. number little... one streamer. That's that's my. Denmark's title. number one streamer. So English is a second language for both of us. So <laughs> yes. sometimes we fuck up, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, that's the end of our show. And uh, say it with me, everyone. I'm so I'm tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> Bye.